On today's Sky is Falling podcast, I thought Tony LaRusso would at least make it to spring training before making a mistake. I was wrong. I, I admit it. I was wrong. Uh, sometimes, you know, you just got to you gotta look yourself in the mirror, put that uh, Mr. Rogers clown face on, and just admit that you were wrong. Uh, but it is what it is. Wow, what a tough scene it is on the south side right now on a – PR standpoint, the North side is much better if you look at their offseason outlook. But hey, we we got the director of morale, the DOM, Dom Frederick, on the show, a reoccurring guest also, um, to talk a little Cubs offseason with us. Uh, we preview the Bears-Vikings on Monday Night Football, uh, and the NBA is officially back next month. I uh, can't wait. Draft's also next week, so lots of basketball coming up. We also got our regular segments and a whole lot more. So as always, Sky's Falling Podcast is brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. Head on over, get your Chicago sports needs, and go leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you got. Use whatever. I don't care. Just leave us a nice review. Say some nice things or even you know some bad things. I don't care. At least tell us, tell us how we're doing. And then go make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Sky's Falling Pod on Instagram. On Twitter at Skies Falling Pod and the Skies Falling Podcast on Facebook. You can also follow the crew on Twitter at official underscore T Long for Tommy, C O Del Mendo for me, and Sean Con three for Sean. And speaking of Sean, yo, <laughs> dude, I can't wait to talk some shit today. Uh, also, we were just talking about thirty seconds ago. I'm slamming bets on golf. <laughs> and I can't wait. Uh, buy a shirt. Let's make history. Cody? Yeah, man. Let's hit the music. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Assassin does it again. Nyquist, oh my, he's right back ahead comes Zebra with a stop. He's got That ball hit hard, way back. He looks up. You can put it on the board. Yes! On the side of the 30 to the outside. 30 of the post. Hester 5. Oh, John Bear! No one! The sky is falling. A Chicago sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Cody Del Mendo and Tommy Long. Let's make history. And welcome in to the Sky's Falling Podcast, episode 60. Holy shit. Sean, no Tommy. We're cruising, man. We're cruising. We made it to episode 60. No Tommy tonight. He is he is literally getting uh murdered uh at the job that actually pays him to do things. Um, and that's why we really hope this podcast one day just, you know, explodes or something and, and we can get paid to do this. Uh, so at least while we're working all day, we're having fun doing it. But uh, at his current Preach. job, he is he is getting murdered. He he's, as far as getting, we know, he's getting Rona exposure now, man. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's it's a tough scene right now at his job. And, uh, you know, he's. I know he works really early. I'm talking like 6 a.m. every day. It is as we're recording. It's like 6:15 p.m. So he's he's putting in a day. Um, he Stays might not over too, man. He might Stays be not able, over. Right. It, he might be able to join me join me for uh, our interview with with Dom Frederick. 
Uh, that's not exactly uh, – we're not exactly sure, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, it, we told him to leave to leave us a voicemail. We'll play it. I'm literally like, we'll just stop in the middle of everything and we'll just play the voicemail just just because. Um, so, yeah, uh, R.I.P. R. and peace to Tommy uh, and work. Um, but you know, he'll be back for you know our uh, live stream on Sunday, and you know, go go send him thoughts and prayers to his uh, in his mentions or something if you need yep. to. He needs it. He needs it. Anyway, Sean Sean, Sean did Tommy's part. At the beginning of the show, in the intro, said to go buy a shirt. We're not selling shirts anymore. So I just are the, got, so the, are the shirts are the shirts are off the website now. They, I mean, they're still technically up on the old website that we are not presented by anymore, right? Because I haven't edited it out, <laughs> but I'm not actively trying to sell the shirts. One because Tommy's brother eventually told me that apparently you have to buy that font for that for the font what? of that shirt. And we didn't buy it, so technically we could get in a shit ton of trouble. Even though we, I think, if we our, hypothetically sold these shirts, and we're talking about the the last shirt that we sold or whatever, way back before we came to on tap. Um, so yeah, I, we technically can't sell those shirts anymore. But I think we've sold like five or six of those new ones that we released. Um, so I that's why I've been very slow to take them down. <laughs> I appreciate the warning. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there. Thanks to Sean for telling people to buy a shirt, even though we're not buying or selling shirts. Um, R.I.P. and peace uh, to you. Uh, but you. anyway, man. Uh, like I said, no sh- no Tommy, just you. Uh, how how's life? How's your week going? It's going, man. I think I'm I'm still trying to get over this. Uh, this Bears game. Yeah, I feel something. you. I feel but. you. We're going to get the Bears in a little bit later in the show. Normally, we start with the Bears, at least ever since the season started. But there is some big news <laughs> this week. Um, yeah. And I wish Tommy was here for it because he, he loves baseball as much as I do. And, Sean, I, I know you're not the biggest baseball fan in the world. I But I like to talk shit, man. And this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be great. So, so Tony LaRusa. <laughs> Holy buckets of fuck, man. Like... As Tommy Long would say, we had we had Buzz from on tap from uh, Socks on tap. We had him on the podcast last week, and we we're trying. I was I was seriously because, and the reason I had him on was because he's one of the most positive people from on tap that I know. And we tried to spin it as good as the best way possible to to make it seem like it was a good idea to bring him to the South Side, and it took. One less than a week, less than a week. That was it, man. Less than a week for that to literally blow up in the Sox, in the White Sox fans' face. Because Tony La Russa, if you didn't know, if you've been under a rock, <laughs> apparently he was pulled over um, for and, and got arrested for a DUI back in February, and he got he he got. What what's the story, Sean? He he was arrested. Uh, I think he he has to appear in court soon or something about oh, it. I didn't know that. I I assume so. But what, have, what did he say? What did he, do? You have the like? I have the, the article up. I have okay. the article up. It says, "Do you see my ring? I'm a <laughs> Hall of Famer." <laughs> or I, I think he said something. Like, I'm a big base. I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, or I'm a like baseball that. person. Here. Okay, this is what he. This is from the the actual police report that was obtained by ESPN. Jeff Passan dropped this bomb uh, yesterday, Tuesday. Uh, he says, "I had one glass of wine while at dinner with my friends. 
before searching this person and placing him in the rear of my patrol vehicle, Larusa asked, do you see my ring? I asked LaRusso what he was talking about. LaRusso stated, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. While placing him in the rear of my patrol vehicle, LaRusso stated, I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. You're trying to embarrass me. I advise LaRusso that I will... I will it was a treat with the utmost, I, utmost respect. Is that what I, said? I advise LaRusso that I will too embarrass him and he would be treated with the utmost respect. I think yeah. that's a typo. It says I will not embarrass him. Oh. I think that's what they literally said, but gotcha. whatever they, they have a typo in this article that I'm reading. Uh, that that's from the actual police report. Uh, I'm reading it on Yahoo. Uh, no free ads. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Like, and, and this is a thing. This is the thing about Tony LaRusso. He literally got in trouble for this when he was with the Cardinals in like the 2000s. I want to say it was 2007. Um, and, and it happened again. Like, and I'm not someone who's, you know, you got an addiction problem, whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like I like seriously, get some help. And I'm not putting you down if you have that kind of problem. The thing, the reason that LaRusso is getting roasted on the internet is that he tried, he pulled the, oh, I, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baseball Hall of yeah, Famer. Yeah, he, pull, he pulled the My Dad's a Lawyer. Yeah, yeah, trick. exactly. He literally pulled the My Dad's a Lawyer. Like, <laughs> it, and Tommy said it last week. It's like, Tony LaRusso is part of, like, the Good Boys Club and, like, the whitest of white. Like, I, I'm not trying to, to place a, you know, put a, you know, a, race card or any of that shit but like using that like he used that line with the police in that moment makes you wonder how many other times he's done that in his life you know what i'm saying so yeah just didn't get get so lucky this time didn't get lucky this time and it's a very bad look for a white Sox team that not only did they already get a ton of freaking backlash for this hire they're gonna get even more and I was reading this. Danny Parkinson, friend of the program. Tomorrow, they're announcing the MVP. And he tweeted something today. They're announcing the MVP. Jose Abreu is, and he's a finalist for the AL MVP. If he wins, he will be the first White Sox player who will be interviewed since this hire. And you know the media is going. You oh, know the go media in. is going to ask, the, ask him about that entire situation. And that's... Go- to be honest, I feel bad for Jose Abreu because he doesn't deserve to have to be put in that situation. He doesn't. He probably doesn't even know him yet. I don't know. Like I know Tony Russo. I think at this point has talked to some players, but I don't know if he's right. talked to Jose Abreu. And all in all, it was just like, like I said, holy buckets, fuck. Like the it's White Sox Twitter right now is just a dumpster fire. Like an absolute I mean, dumpster fire. Isn't it true that Jerry knew about it? Yes. Is that, is yes, that what I read? A, I didn't even he mention knew that. about yeah. it because it happened the day before he was hired or something yes, like that? Yes. The the everything that like the news of it or whatever, yeah. like the police report or something. Here, let me go back to the article. Um yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to understand how how they knew. Um I'm not fully sure um but another big thing marcus stroman uh who 
until today, he he decided he was going to uh, pick up the qualifying offer the Mets offered him, um, which probably smart considering the market this offseason, considering the Rona. Uh, but he was yep. he was you know seen liking a lot of tweets during the season about the White Sox, and you know he loved he probably would love to play with a guy like Tim Anderson and and Luis Robert and you know like the the team the core of that team that they had it was very fun and Marcus Stroman would have really thrived in on that team in my opinion but as soon as they made the the Tony La Russa hire he's he's just you you could just go look at his likes on Twitter like he was very much against that hire and you just knew that he wasn't going to go wasn't going to go to the White Sox and then this news that dropped yesterday he even quote tweeted it and was and said something I don't remember exactly what he said but I mean the guy absolutely despises the guy. And, yeah. you know, it's just one guy. And I, at the end of the day, who knows if the White Sox are even going to go after him. But when a player of that caliber showed showed interest in wanting to come to your team and then you do this, it's tough. It's an absolute tough look, man. And Yeah. And the, the, the thing that really blows my mind, too, is how Rick Hahn is just in this whirlwind. <laughs> yeah. Everything's, everything's falling apart around him. And, you know, it's like he built this team. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. He built this whole team from like from the ground up, and now he can't even do anything with it. Right. Yeah. It just says in this Yahoo article that the White Sox reportedly knew about the incident and they hired yeah. Lurusa anyway. So I mean, like I said, this I believe this happened back in February. Um, do you do you think for some reason? Do you think he's going to get out. fired? No, I don't think he's going to get fired, and it's only because oh my God. we're we're Bulls fans. When has Jerry Reinsdorf ever like fired people when they need to be fired? Yeah. Like and I know his son runs the when Bulls did- more so, but like you, you've seen it oh like time and time again with the White Sox. They should have fired Robin Ventura a lot earlier. They kept him around much longer. People were calling for Ricky Renneria way before this season. And I know that's kind of a bad example because he he's always he led the Cubs tank and that helped them, you know, eventually get to where the White Sox kind of are now. You know, he was the manager for the Cubs right before 2015. Now, mm-hmm. you know, with the core that the White Sox have, you know, 2021 was like World Series or bust vibes. That's that's what that's what they're thinking, depending on what happens this offseason. But, you know, very similar roles with, with Ricky Renneria and the Cubs and the White Sox. Um, but you've just seen it so much in the past where Reinsdorf, he just he's very loyal, man. He's a very loyal owner. A guy that you'd love to work for, man. You won't ever yeah. lose your job. Um, but like I said, this this is Jerry's guy. They knew about this incident, and just because it's got out to the media now, and even though they're going to get slammed, I don't think he fires him. One, I mean, remember NBA All Star Weekend this year when Zach Levine went on um, in, uh, on first take. And it was it was in Chicago this the year. back yeah everyone and was all, chanting yeah all the people were chanting fire guard packs and literally it was the most embarrassing weekend for Chicago sports honestly mm-hmm. just the Bulls in general but you know like if that if the pandemic doesn't happen and the last dance doesn't come out earlier I don't I don't know if guard packs gets gets fired earlier like like. And the thing is, is John Paxson's the one who went to went to Jerry and was like, I need to yeah. be, I need to step down. Like he told him that he had to go. Like he fired himself. So 
do I, like I said, do I think he's going to get fired? No, I don't. Not, it, he would have to do something. Not that drinking and driving isn't bad, but he yeah. would have to do something so much worse. That or maybe, maybe if enough players come to him and tell them that they don't want to play for him, maybe he would do it then. I don't know. I really don't know. But like I said, it's just a really tough look. And I I genuinely feel bad for White Sox fans. Like, I know Tommy's more of the White Sox hater on this podcast. And like I'm not I've I've never been a White Sox hater. I've just been kind of like, you know, if they do well and it's not against the Cubs, you know, good for them. Like, you know, I'm I've never been that guy. So that's why I genuinely feel bad for them. I feel like they deserve better than this. Like, this is this is the worst possible way to start your offseason if you're a White Sox fan. Yeah. No, no doubt. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Uh, but, yeah, God, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. See, it's going to be interesting if, you know, with this all, how this affects free agency. You know, the White Sox, unlike the Cubs, they have a ton of money. They can go spend it on Trevor Bauer if they wanted to, you know, um, anyone. But with this entire situation, Tony Russo hasn't managed in like literally almost 10 years. And then this whole thing added on to it. He doesn't have the greatest reputation with basically not white people. Like, I, I don't know how else <laughs> to say it. Like, he managed at a time where things weren't like they are, I guess, now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a very it's old... Swa- we're guy. in the swag generation now. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's just so much, so many more different cultures in the game than than in 2000. And, like, people are a lot more open. Social media is huge and, 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 and stuff. And I just... Like I said, I didn't like the hire beforehand. I mean, we literally, we literally joked about the idea of it before it actually became official. Like, it's... <laughs> It, it's just a bad, like I said, it's a bad look. And, like, at the end of the day, you know, it, before this whole thing happened, I was like, all right, at the end of the day, he's going to be in the dugout. And I think he's a great baseball mind. He definitely knows what he's doing when it comes to baseball. Will he adapt to analytics? That was the biggest question. Uh, you know, but you and you and Tommy joke that he'd be bunting and stealing bases all the time, right? <laughs> right yeah, you know that that team they are not going to be Old bunting school. in the third or fourth inning with a guy on first base and no outs. Like, and that's the thing. Like he, it's been so long since he's been out of the game in terms of like how t- managers manage a game that mm-hmm. I don't know if he could do it. And now with this whole thing, it's just a more of a PR like catastrophe. I mean, if the White Sox literally knew that he got into that situation and they still hired him anyway, like that's how much Jerry loves that guy. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I, I never will. I understand he's, you know, third winningest manager of all time or something like that. Hall of Fame manager, whatever. That that but that was that was almost ten years ago when he was doing that though. Like he, he's in the Hall of Fame already. Like his time has gone and passed. Like every other team, when they do hires, most of them are hiring people who are younger. David Ross, he's in his forties, man. Uh the Yankees got Brett uh no Aaron Boone, not Brett Boone. Aaron Boone. He's 
around the same age, like younger. Kevin Cash, the guy who just won the AL Manager of the Year, he's younger. Um, I think I don't remember who won NL, but like a lot of managers, they're just the, a lot of them are being are a lot younger these days because they're more relatable to the players. And we've talked about this last week and the week before. Like it just didn't make any sense on how La Russa was going to mix with this with this team. Maybe if it was a little bit older, maybe. Like if it was a team that just needed to get over the hump, like if they had been successful and they just needed to get over that hump, maybe Larusa would have made sense. But with the way that they're at, they need they need someone younger, someone more laid back, not as hard nosed. Like that's mm. just what it is, man. Like times have changed in baseball. The traditionalists hate it. The only people like supporting Tony Larusa, at least on White Sox Twitter, the only people. Are like old white dudes. The the only reason, the only people who are supporting like keeping Tony Russo are just old white dudes who they're all like saying, but he didn't like he didn't murder and he didn't kill anyone. <laughs> he could have though. <laughs> totally, he might have. He might have. Let's be real. Yeah. Like oh, he didn't you kill think, anyone. But <laughs> do you think this all goes away if he has a good season this next this next year? Yeah, if if the White Sox are good and you know he doesn't have any giant playoff blunders, if he if he like if they if they go ahead and keep him, yeah, I don't see them yeah. having any kind of issue if they keep him and and they win. Like winning winning cures everything. They, we say that right. all the time. We'd say that we could say that about every team in Chicago. Um, but like they haven't even got to spring training, man. Not yeah. even, not even. So anyway. Um, can't wait to talk about talk about this with Tommy in future episodes. But uh, yeah, wanted to start the show with that because uh, the biggest news in Chicago this week outside of the Bears sucking. So, uh, with that said, I want to uh, move on to the Cubs on the North Side. We got my guy Dom Dom Frederick, the director of Morale, reoccurring guest. We had him. Me and Tommy had him way back before Sean was even part of the podcast. Um, he is. Quite literally, probably the biggest name on Cubs Twitter, um, outside of a few other, few other blogs out there. Uh, but as far as personalities, he might be the biggest personality. Uh, and I wanted to have him on talk about Cubs offseason. So let's get into it. Hold up, uh, Tommy sends a voicemail. Let's play it before we get into the interview. Are we ready, Sean? Yeah, let's hear it. Howdy, boys. Hope you guys are having a great show. I look forward to listening. Uh, shout out. Dom, you're my boy. Love you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you my best worst in Shadow Realm in this voicemail. Uh, my best is Jerry Reinsdorf. Jerry being Jerry. He knew he hired that drunk fuck Tony LaRussa. That's all we talked about. He just couldn't stop. He just couldn't stop drinking that wine. Got blasted. That one, one tried to Tried to flaunt his Hall of Fame resume as a Hall of Fame baseball person, not even a player, but just as a coach, uh, career 199 batting average, no big deal. Uh, shout out to Jerry for hiring his uh, buddy out from the Good Boys Club. I'm sure it'll work out great. My worst would be Britney Spears. Poor lady. She Free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. She lost uh, the lawsuit against her father for oh, uh, control of her assets. Uh, so basically, anytime she does something, she has to ask her dad for permission, and she's a grown-ass woman. Yes, she's a psycho. But free Britney, she deserves it. In my shadow realm is Darren Ravel. 
that slimy little shit stain, was asking for T's and P's on Twitter and acted like he sacrificed his firstborn child when he lost, like, 2,000 followers out of his millions because he tweeted out two or three opinions about the election. What a hero. Fuck that guy. Love you, boys. Have a good one. Um, okay, so before we get to this interview, let's talk about it. First off, he called it best and worst. We don't call it that anymore. It's cool and tough and uh, lame and weak, lame and but weak, hey, whatever. Yeah. We're still, we're still, uh, you we're, know, we're riding. We're still trying to, you know, transition. Uh, but I, I give him credit for calling in and, and, and telling us these stuff. Um, Free, br- so she lost. I man. didn't know I she had, lost yeah, her no lawsuit. idea. I did not. He did say literally everything I expected him to say about Jerry Reinsdorf. So shout out Tommy. I really yep, know you like the back of your too. hand. Yeah, but, perfect yeah, timing. yeah. Seriously, perfect timing. Um, Darren Ravel. I, I, I did not hear that he lost two thousand followers or so or whatever many followers because of election tweets. Um, I, I don't know what the hell he said. Uh, but uh, when we get to those segments, we can totally look it up if you want, Sean. Yeah, um, I'm about it. But yeah, thanks, Tommy, for calling in, man. I, I hope you're, you know, at home eating a nice dinner. Yeah, um, hope, and, hope he's getting some good news right now. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's getting some good news. I'm assuming he called us from work, but uh, you know, whatever. Let's get into our interview with Dom. Okay, we are joined by re- reoccurring guest. Uh, we last time we had him on uh, was pre-pandemic. Uh, the world was was not crazy. The the worst thing that had happened, I guess, was was Kobe had passed. R.I.P. in peace. Um, but I'm I'm happy to welcome back uh, the D.O.M. the the Dom uh, Dom Frederick, uh, Cubs Twitter legend. I would like to say, um, what, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I know that was a while back when the world wasn't nuts. And uh, yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. But it's I'm happy to be here. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, man. Um, I So obviously this week, it's, there's surprisingly for, for mid-November and, and the baseball season being over, it's some, some wild news. Uh, we already talked about uh, the, the crazy stuff going on, going on with the White Sox. Uh, but, uh, the news tonight about you Darvish, not winning the Cy Young was, I, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty disappointed and, and that's me with my, my biased hat off. I, I thought he was a lock to win, man. Yeah, I, I did too. Going through the, I want to say, I don't want to say more traditional statistics, but pretty much traditional st- statistics, couple that in with a couple saber metrics. He was in the lead uh, in terms of the general list that you're going to go by to vote who's the Cy Young. Granted, there were some like higher level sabermetrics that uh, favored Bauer or DeGrom. I personally uh, agreed with you that bad news was indeed the Cy Young. But unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Uh, what are you going to do? I mean, he had a great year. He was an ace. He came back and followed up what he did in the second half of 2019. I can't be more proud of the guy. I wish we had the opportunity to watch him do it over 30 starts. Maybe that would have changed uh, instead of it just 10, 11, or 12 starts. Um, So, you know, credit to him and what he's been able to do, fight back after that first rough year, but he was injured. And then you had the, the first half of 2019, you know, finding himself again and, 
he's come back and it's been absolutely amazing. It would have been awesome to put that uh, Cy Young in the trophy case to really justify and, you know, uh, cap off the season. But overall, I'm super proud of the guy. I think everyone is. I, I can't think of a athlete that I've been more proud of just because of what he's went through. Granted, he's a professional athlete, but the amount of, you know, flack he got from, you know, the end of his time with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. coupling that up to the beginning of his Cubs tenure, twenty the beginning of 2019, and then coming absolutely back uh, from some rough times to do what he's done is is pretty remarkable and just shows how talented he is. And he's 34, and he, hate, he really doesn't look like he's showing any signs of really slowing down. So his contract's an absolute steal with three years to go, and I'm just excited to continue to watch him. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned the comeback and everything, you know. Uh, so we we brought the podcast over to ONTAP Sportsnet a, about a month and a half ago. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. that website. Um, yeah. We're part, we are the only Chicago, full Chicago sports podcast on on the network, which is pretty amazing uh, uh, accomplishment for us, I think. Uh, but yeah. I've been Congrats. writing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but I've been writing for them since March. I want to say, and during the season, I was I was writing some uh, f- for the Cubs side uh, for them, and I wrote an article and I dove deep into like the comparison that people love to bring up the last like two years uh, between him and Jake Arrieta, and you can, I mean, it's not even close anymore. Like it, no. and I and I love Jake. I love Jake. Uh, I know you love Jake for yeah. what he did, but like you can look at it now and it's like considering how great he was this year and how much, you know, Darvish is getting paid. Like the Cubs got a huge steal considering, you know, Garrett Cole's making over $30 million a year now. Um, plenty of other pitchers and the Cubs aren't even paying him. I don't even think they're paying him 20 or paying Darvish $20 million next year. And when I wrote that article, I mean, I was just talking about the numbers and you can look at it, you know, off the field now and everything with the contract. And, you know, he's obviously he's a big, big, uh, big on Twitter and the fans love it. And I know you love it. Um, it's just, I, I feel so much better about that situation than a lot of other situations that the Cubs are kind of, are kind of tied up with right now. Um, so I had to throw that out there because it's, yeah. it's 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 great to see. And it's one thing that at least I don't have to worry about that going into next year. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's a guy, even at his age being 34, the thing that is so remarkable about him, and it's kind of the same uh, idea with Kyle Hendricks, is Darvish has now become a guy where he's not totally reliant on the fastball. And when you're not having to pitch off the fastball, like a Justin Verlander or a Garrett Cole, who is going to ride the top of the zone and throw the uh, curveball off of it. You're changing the angles, all that different types of stuff, uh, tunneling. He's reliant on the slider, the cutter, and those aren't pitches that he throws incredibly hard. I mean, I, I've been saying it kind of over the past couple months. I even was talking to Ian about it. Um, he's like mulling you over with these 87, 88 mile an hour cutters, just kind of like barreling them into lefties, just kind of mulling you over, just kind of like easing his way through, easing his way through. And then it's just a lot more spin off of that. And you're, he's not having to rely on 97, 98. And obviously we all know starting pitchers or relievers, whoever it is, mm-hmm. that fastball is going to go away quick. 
and as you age, obviously. But he's showing that he can get guys out with spin and primarily using spin. And he really only goes to the fastball to put guys away in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. Um, and because he's just throwing balls in the dirt, whatever it may be. And the same thing with Kyle, who's, you know, throwing the change up, throwing the, the two seam fastball, not trying to throw it very hard. So everyone knows the whole deal. Um, so it's a lot different than your primary top of the end guys you see today, which show the big fastball, which is what the game is all about now and how it's right. changed. Um, it's, it's totally different and it should be reassuring for Cubs fans to say, you know what? They can continue this for I, I, Kyle can continue this for many years to come. Bad news can for sure do it for the you know primary years that he's he's uh, left. He has left on this deal. So there are two guys you want to build around, and it's why I know we'll talk about it tonight. But it's why I don't feel incredibly down in the dumps where our pitching staff is because you have Burke coming back and I don't want to go on a tangent already five minutes into the podcast, but you, you have, you have three guys at the top of the rotation with Burt showing what he can do. I I'm incredibly excited for him to get the opportunity that he's going to get in 2021, but mm-hmm. there's three guys you can build around and there's no reason why granted it was a tough end to the season. I know there's been three tough ends of the season since 2016 or 17. Um, but Hey man, a lot of teams have much less, and they're feeling much uh, much worse about their, themselves right now. So, it, there there is some promise there in terms yeah. of our starting staff. Would you say the Cubs are probably the most? I guess like that will be most looked at, considering you know they're just their overall situation with like you know their their core players had down years. They're yeah. obviously the contract extensions have been talked about a lot, and it hasn't happened. Obviously. Um, that kind of stuff, you, you, you know, how sports media works. Like I, I feel to me, I feel like the Cubs are the most looked at team at what they're going to do. I'm not someone who wants to completely, you know, yeah. Cubs Twitter is so fucking crazy. And, and, yeah. and you, and you love to point them out the will bonds. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying we need to trade the entire core away or anything like that, but I, I do think we need to shake some things up and, and, yeah. and, and, and change, change something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you had listened to the uh, the podcast yesterday with with the compound, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we brought it up. I mean, there's no reason for why this team shouldn't be looking to supplement the lineup with guys who can put the ball in play and then produce on top of that. And it would be great for guys like Nico and Jason Hayward, guys with these contact skills to produce upon the contact skills that they show. Anthony mm-hmm. Rizzo is another guy, but we obviously know he's going to produce. Uh, regardless, that's that's what this team needs, and it's probably been the biggest flaw, the fact that there are so many guys, when it's going wrong, when it's going wrong, they all kind of make the same mistake. And I know that might sound very general, and that might just me be a meatball take, because when <laughs> it's not going good, it's not going good, regardless of who you are. Right. But when the main focus for guys, you know, like Schwarber, like Bryant, like Javi, and even even uh, Willie to an extent, when they're struggling, it's the strikeout and it's it's not a lot of uh, productive outs. And I hate to use the term productive outs, but it's just kind of the truth. And when you have when you have two, three, four, five that are striking out uh, above league average. Uh, in the 27, 28, 30% range in your at-bats. Granted, it was a short season. 
it's just going to be really hard to come up with some with some runs with getting guys on base you know getting guys uh running around the bases so on and so forth so there's definitely an opportunity to supplement the lineup with guys who can again produce and make consistent contact on top of that ben zobris was a perfect example Mm -hmm. of it um so hopefully again that happens uh there's going to be a lot of guys available this offseason i don't see why not uh this team goes after it while potentially supplementing or tinkering the roster in one way or another. If that does mean getting rid of the guy, um, I understand. Probably the biggest point that I do want to make for this offseason is if something happens and it is a drastic change, will I be happy about it? Not necessarily. Will I understand? Yes. Because sometimes – things have to change and we've gone about it the way we have for, you know, how many years it's been. And if they decide to make a change, I'm not going to be totally happy about it. I'm not going to jump up for joy saying, Oh, look what they're doing. Great, great, great. But I will understand. And um, that's kind of, I think any reasonable fan would understand the changes that potentially need to be made to, you know, change the way September's have gone over the last three years. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, man. And my thinking is, it's like, you know, this potentially could be Theo's last off season. And mm-hmm. I said it on a previous podcast. I was like, if Theo does absolutely nothing and then leaves, he is going to get ridiculed more so than he probably deserves considering what he did in 2016 for the Cubs and how he built the team in general. But to me, it will leave a bad taste. So if he does, <laughs> I see them more doing something to retool the team more than just completely making a drastic move that maybe people who want the team to necess- to like go into a more rebuilding mode uh, mm-hmm. see it. But I just I don't see that happening because it's not like to me the the two the two month season it was kind of like like I don't want to say it didn't count or anything but like there's just not a lot to really like yeah. the stats and stuff there's not a lot to go off. That said, it was a pretty alarming to see Javi go back into like what he looked like when he was a rookie. And then yeah. Chris Bryant, literally, I don't think he even even in college, he never played this bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I so many different things. And I don't like we I mean, with the, how how this year has gone and everything, no fans in the stands. Like you wonder if any of that had anything to do with the fact that the guys like if you're slumping, you can't just go out and as we like to say, go, you'll find themselves a slump buster or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Like, uh-huh. I don't know, like just not having that normal lifestyle, how much that played in effect. But at the end of the day, you got to perform when you're, you're a professional athlete. And I don't know that to me, I'm just glad I'm not the one making decisions, but a drastic one. I just don't see it happening unless they just decide that they, okay, we got to shred payroll. Cause we've already seen some teams do that a little bit. Yeah. The, the Cardinals for are a good example. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's to, like I said, to me, it's just like, I don't even know. Like I wouldn't want to be in the position of Theo Epstein right now and having to make these decisions because it just seems super tough, tough considering the Cubs and, you know, yeah, I wasn't, I, I didn't. I wasn't against Marquee, but obviously, its first year didn't exactly go the way the Cubs had envisioned. Yeah, uh, not not completely their fault, but yeah, there's so many things on the business side of things that's like leaving me thinking. Okay, if this is another reason why the Cubs decide to not do something or whatever, the fan base is just going to be upset and pissed off, deservingly so, considering how much they're yeah. making us pay for tickets. And you yeah, know, no, I. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, I, I get it, man. I'm I, I I totally agree. Yeah. And again, I don't mean to. I again, some people say I'm not critical enough on the team. Mm-hmm. Others, I mean, can see what I tweet about. Again, I'm not here to t- totally blow people up all the time, but there is <laughs> there is a point to where. Um, in terms of what you were saying, when we're talking about what types of moves could be made, I hope personally that you don't simply non-tender a guy just so you could save X amount of dollars mm. for the bottom line. I would hate to see that happen. Whatever move you're going to make, please do it out of the best interest of the baseball team. Mm. Not, I mean, and I understand it's a business. They lost you know, close to a hundred employees on the business side with the pandemic, everyone's hurting. We're in a recession. I, I totally understand, but every season and a lot of people would agree every season is sacred. And when you start to, you know, cut corners here and there on the bit on the, on the baseball end to save some, some business uh, and uh, save yourself in terms of finances, you start going down the wrong path and you start putting the cart before the horse and all these different types of things. And you're going to lose sight of what you're really trying to do and why people really come out to watch the games and support you and the goodwill that you've, you believe you've built up over the last century with the fan base. I mean, there's no, there's no loyal, there's no fan base that's as loyal as Cubs fans. I've learned that firsthand, just, you know, experiencing everyone's reactions on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really hope they don't make decisions simply from a business standpoint. And I, again, I want to reiterate, I understand we're in a pandemic. I understand people are hurting. I understand even millionaires are hurting. I get it. But every season is sacred. You have a wide open central and you're playing baseball. If you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And if you can get one thing to click, you can go on a two to three week run and you can be world champions. And that, you know, sets you up for the long term and and creates your legacy. So, Mm -hmm. hey, man, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I just, again, hope they don't make decisions simply uh, for for business terms and not for baseball's best interest. Right. You make a lot of sense there, man. And and yeah, you, you, you hit it right on the target there with the, you know, non-tendering some guys and, you know, I wouldn't be mad if they non-tendered Albert out more, but if they non-tendered yeah. like, you know, Schwarber or something like that, that would, I, that, that would be a little, I don't know. I mean, maybe it would be tough. Yeah. It, it would be, be tough. tough. He's, I mean, he's been a, listen, I, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. I, I love <laughs> the guy and he has been, some people believe that, you know, they, they wish they could have gotten more from a first round pick. I think we even talked about it last time I was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you get, you acquire first round picks to be solid big league players, hopefully all stars. And he's had stretches in his career where, yeah, he's had some rough stretches. He's also had some really good ones too. Has mm-hmm. he been the best left fielder? No, but has he been one of the top left fielders or outfielders at times in the national league? Absolutely. Is he a presence at the plate? Absolutely. Are there some things he can work on in terms of striking out? Absolutely. But I guarantee if this was a 162 game season in 2020, his stats would look totally different than it did at the end. And I bet it would look different for all the other guys, like you mentioned earlier. So I would hate to make that decision, whether it be, you know, Kyle's going to probably make 
between seven and eight million dollars uh, after uh, arbitration for for twenty twenty one. I mean, are you really going to save that much money unless you have a plan? Unless right. you have a plan that says we're going to upgrade our roster in 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 this way, we're going to you know bring a new bring a new variable to the lineup in terms of contact, so on and so forth. Then I'd say, you know what, I understand right. uh, because Kyle does fit the bill that time to strike out too much. Uh, and not put the ball in play. He's already hampered as a lefty. Granted, he hits a lot of home runs, but he is hampered as a lefty, so it's hard for him to get on base at times because the shift affects him so much. Um, (laughs) Exactly. So it's just tough. I I get it. I get it, but we'll see. I I just hope (laughs) there is a distinct and definitive plan, especially when you have so many options for 2021. There has to be a definitive plan. Don't just throw everything down, down the river and say, Hey guys, here it is. We're going to roll the balls out for 2021. Here we go. Um, mm. That would be disappointing. I, I, I would admit that would be disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, when you, I brought you on, I, I, I mentioned that I, I'd listened to you on uh, Ian Hap's podcast. And uh, I was listen, when I was listening, you guys were talking about potential players that you'd like to see come to the Cubs. Obviously you talked about some that seem more unlikely like DJ LeMayhew or guys mm-hmm. like that. But one guy that I've kind of like had my, I guess, eye on, I guess, and it hurts me to say because he plays for the Cardinals, but I'd love to see Colton Wong come to the come to the Cubs somehow, some way. It just based off the elite defense, Nico yeah. Horner still needs more. I still I think Nico Horner needs more time in the minors. I mean, he came up from double A and it was basically on an emergency situation, played well, credit to him. But then, obviously, teams figured him out this year, and I know short season, whatever. Who knows what happened yeah. in 162? But you you know what you're going to get out of Colton Wong, and then you can also you know use Horner in a you know once he gets some more bats, maybe at AAA or something, and he can sh- and shows that he can he can still play, then maybe bring him back up and, and see what he can do after more minor league at bats. Um, yeah. But I, Colton Wong is a guy that. I, I like the way that he kind of comes off like a Ben Zobers type player to me. And maybe that's why he's one of the guys I hated the most when he's in St. Louis. Cause he's just like one of the most annoying guys uh, that Cubs pitchers have had to face. And has, has he's, they've, he's beaten us so many times, at least mm-hmm. it feels like in, in my, in my head. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that's the rumor situation with him on, you know, if, if St. Louis is going to try to bring him back on a cheaper deal or what, but, uh, or even what teams are even interested in him, but is like I, I players like Colton Wong or who I who I think the Cubs need to go I in free agency. I don't, I don't think they need to go sign some big name guy. As much as I'd love Trevor Bauer, I, I don't see I don't. There's no need, honestly, considering how good the pitching staff this year was this year. Plus, you got Adbert, like you mentioned. I, yeah. I just think we need some contact, some professional hitters to just kind of mix in with the the power guys that we got. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing, and I, I do think it would be uh, uh, a good addition, especially if he does have an uh, uptick in production. He is a guy that's going to uh, make more contact, like we've, what we've been talking about. I think the only thing that might hamper that situation is the fact that this team needs to hit lefty pitching a lot better. And the fact that you have Hayward, we all know struggles with lefties. All right. You have mm-hmm. Rizzo left on left matchup, not the best for him. It's not like he totally tanks against lefties, but not the best. And then you have mm-hmm. uh, Schwarber, obviously tough matchup. Okay. So that's three guys out of the lineup. Now you have Chris Bryant. Okay. 
Where's Chris at? I still believe in the guy, but he's <laughs> been prone with the changeups. I yep. mean, with the changeups, man, and you're going to see primary changeups from left-handed pitchers against him being a right-handed batter. He's always struggled with changeups low, and then they ride the fastball up in the zone. So now you're talking about four guys who have struggled, and this has kind of been the thing that has really gone on the last two years in terms of hitting lefties. Um, and it should we should be better at it, considering you have Javi, Chris, Willie, um, and a few other right-handed bats in the lineup. The pro, I mean, so so I get, I think that's the one thing that would hamper Juan coming here, um, and and that might be the same thing for Listella, which uh, I talked about on, on mm-hmm. the compound. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I I potentially need to dive into the numbers a little more. Maybe I'm just uh, rush, I'm just rush, rushing to that judgment. But yeah. um, we'll see. That that's definitely a good idea and a good possibility. All right. Well, it's better than you tell me it's a terrible idea. So no, it's I'll not at that. all. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. All right. Well, Hey man, I, I always appreciate you coming on. I know it's only the second time, but I, you're one of our favorite guests uh, that we've had this year. We've almost made it a whole year and we haven't stopped. It's been really fun doing this. Uh, Absolutely. Some, somehow have made it to a actual network and people like listening to us. It's weird. I, I don't know how we did it, but we kind of did it. Um, but uh, before I let you go, I, I I just I have to ask like when the Cubs like make a move or something like are you just gonna text Ian Happ and be like like hey man like like show your excitement or like have you guys got to that relationship because it it sounds like you guys kind of have just on Twitter and then like the two episodes I've heard you guys on. Yeah, I mean, um, listen, I have. I was not expecting this at all. Honestly, <laughs> I, I really wasn't. It was how it kind of came about was Dakota and Zach have been following me for a little bit. And then Zach and I have uh, mutual friends and that's how we really started uh, talking. And okay. he, uh, you know, he was like, Oh, this guy's just not a total nut job. And you know, <laughs> that we, you know, we're actually like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. And Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, and then just I, I just kind of threw it out there while we were messaging one day. I was like, you know, how long is Ian going to big league me for? Because, I mean, you probably heard on the podcast, uh, yeah. the first one, you know, he was big leaguing me. He doesn't want to admit it, but he was. <laughs> and you know what? To Ian's credit, he has been incredibly uh, open to, you know, talking. We, we do talk. And like I've said publicly we're going to build this relationship together jokingly but also seriously we're going to we're going to build this relationship together and i think to ian's credit and uh you know to zach and dakota's uh credit as well there are not that many professional athletes and zach and dakota are going to be in the big leagues pretty soon i mean zach's going to be up with the tigers they're both triple a guys i mean they're Mm -hmm. right on the cusp there aren't that many guys that are just as open to discussing with the fans and actually taking the fans input into account and really paying attention to them, even in this age of social media, you don't see that. I mean, you don't see uh, a player. Ian Happ was the best player on the Cubs this year. He led the Cubs in war on one of the charter franchises, one of the most historic franchises, not only in major league baseball, but in professional sports. He was the best guy in 2020. 
And he's out here talking like, yeah, you know, we, we do need to get a guy who, who makes more contact or we, we do need to make this rule change. Or I, we, I do really think it's funny when there's this shit going on on Twitter, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And to their credit that they've been as open as they are to listening to the fans, giving people a chance, willing to dis- uh, engage and discuss with people they don't know is a credit to them. And I'm, I'll, I'm very open about it. I, I'm very thankful and, um, you know, I, I, it's, it, I'm, it's very humbled. I'm very humbled to have the opportunity to be involved. And I hope people like when I go on and uh, <laughs> kind of the jokes we're doing. I mean, how was it? I'll, I'll ask you, how, how, how did you think? If you want to give me some constructive criticism, how did you uh, think the two uh, episodes have gone so far? I, honestly, I mean, they honestly went the way that I thought they would. I mean, you guys, it all, you guys sounded like you've been in, you know, friends, buddies, whatever you call it for, for years, honestly. And to me, when yeah. I listen to podcasts, that's what I, I need. I need to, that, uh, that authentic conversation, like nothing fake and all that. And, um, there was, yeah. there was no sign of like, uh, you know, nervousness or anything like that. Maybe, maybe on you just because you were going on a podcast with a major league baseball player that first time. But I mean, you settled in pretty quickly and, um, yeah. Yeah, well, no, to, I had no criticism, really, man. You you did a great job. <laughs> thank you. To to that point, and and I will bring it up. Uh, well, I, I mean, I I give Ian uh, some flack about it, but when we first, when we first, uh, when I first showed up for the podcast, mm-hmm. he and I, I'll talk about this later on. But to give insight, he could not have been more cold to start off i i i go on just like you kind of you know uh mm-hmm. you know we start the zoom or whatever yeah i go yo what's up and he's like hey <laughs> and it was like you imagine getting that for the first time you know what i'm saying yeah, you yeah. Have, you're like he's like uh hey and he's not even like looking at the screen or anything he's like hey just looking away and i was like <laughs> oh my god this is going to be this is going to be miserable Oh, and I was no. like so nervous and I really hadn't talked to him all that much before. And I've talked to him more after the first episode yeah. and we've been chatting back and forth, but um, yeah. So luckily, luckily, <laughs> uh, luckily it didn't, you know, totally flop. And if I did seem nervous at the beginning, it was because I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to like have me. I, I honestly thought there was a possibility of him starting the zoom and then being like, dude, this is what big leagues like, and just turn the zoom off, and then be uh, like, that, that's it, and you're gonna have, to, you're gonna have to wait for another three years to get back on this thing. You could have you totally used that as like some sort of shtick on on Twitter or something. Though. Oh yeah, at least yeah. you would add, you would add the content though. <laughs> at least Absolutely. you would add that. <laughs> Absolutely, but you know what? Um, yeah, credit to him. I just hope that I can continue to. Uh, Give a good showing for everyone where uh, it's justified for me to come back on. So, but again, thank you for listening and uh, following along and supporting. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I know me and Tommy definitely, and I, I feel like we told you this the last time we had you on. We've been, we've been following you on Twitter since like 2017. I know I followed you in 2017 and uh, you know, we, thank you. You you use so many, you've used so many different sticks now that it's, it's kind of, I can't remember as much, but uh, we, I, as Cubs fans, you, you're one of the, one of the, the best followers on Twitter. And, um, you know, we're, we, I mean, I, you know, I, 
it's hard to do, man. I, I surpassed Thank a thousand you. followers on fucking Twitter. And I thought, it was one, I, I thought it was like a fucking Christmas day for me that day. Um, but you know what you're doing, uh, it's something I definitely respect because I understand Thank how you. hard it is and, uh, and all that. And, and to, to go with that, you know, what you're doing with uh, the morale supply company and everything and all the, the good things coming from that, just your, the entire positive, uh, positivity you're trying to spread i think it's especially in a year like this it's definitely uh good to see thank you i i appreciate it and without people like you and tommy who are as engaged as you are and want to interact um me simply having the opportunity to come on your podcast or anyone else's podcast isn't uh, a real thing so again <laughs> thank you for that and congrats to you all for you know for you surpassing 100 followers and even, you know, having the wherewithal and the determination to keep a podcast going. It's hard, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's tough, dude. I, I saw I, you I started one. Didn't you, you start when you, I remember you shared one link or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, so, I mean, to give some insight, I want to do something, but I'll be honest with you. I struggle with the simple medium of, or changing the medium from Twitter to, a long form conversation or writing or whatever, because in my, for my daily job, I, I read and write a lot and it's just, there's times Twitter is such a just creative outlet for me to where I'm motivated. I mean, yes, I want the Cubs to do well. I'm a Cubs fan. I, I want to try to have a positive message where people are excited about their team and it's not this, you know, dragged on, uh, just terrible act of being a fan but at the same time i get excited for the sarcasm and the sticks and the humor and the jokes i feel like at times and i'm not a stand-up comedian but i feel like every day you kind of are a stand-up comedian trying out new jokes seeing mm-hmm. how people are going to react whatever it may be some are going to flop some are going to do well and you kind of <laughs> build off of that right. I, that's how i kind of feel and that's what keeps me going it's not the you know, it's not the wins. It's not the, it's not the losses. It's not the, you know, what, whatever it may be. It's, mm-hmm. it's honestly the sarcasm and the humor. And I hope people <laughs> do understand that and, and can see kind of the, the forest through the trees, if you will. Right. Um, so, but, but again, thank you for supporting and congrats to you all. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I want to get a podcast i i don't i don't even know if i want to be a podcast part part of me like likes how the videos are where i can just drop them when i want to drop them and right. there's no expectation and so on and so forth but i also struggle with the fact that you know part of me wants to do it solo and just kind of rant and ramble ramble but then there's also part of me when i go on the compound and there's that and i think like you said there's the I mean, even very quickly, there's that good repertoire between our personalities and it kind of works well. And then I'm like, man, it'd be really great to, you know, get someone like that. And you get what I'm saying. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't you know. Gotta, I, you got to find that. You got to find that co-host to do it. Yeah, with. man. I don't you know what? And and I say I'm we're building something here. I don't know what I'm building. I don't. <laughs> I, I really don't. There's no there's no end game. There's no I mean, it's just. It's honestly, I, I wake up every day. I, you know, I'm just a regular guy who's got a job, and right. and it's like, you know, what's the jokes going to be today? What what's it going to be today? What's this? Yeah, I, I build jokes for the long term, the sticks for the long term, but 
you know, it's it's kind of a day in, day out. And I don't know what I'm building here. I just want people to laugh and enjoy. And we're going to build some type of community where people feel welcomed. And especially if they're not a Wilbon. And, um, <laughs> and we'll go from there. We'll, we'll have fun and we'll, you know, enjoy the team and, uh, you know, all uh, celebrate what's going on and try to see the positive things in life. For sure. Well, whenever you get that all figured out, which I'm sure you will, uh, I'm sure me or Tommy would love to make an appearance on on that show, Absolutely. whatever you call it. Um, and I look forward to the name of that podcast because I, I know you'll come up with a good name for it. Um, over here at Skies Falling, we we're very on brand, but when we got when we get guys like you on here, it's it's a nice <laughs> it's a nice different uh, different. Uh, it, it, like you like to say, it's different. <laughs> it's a change, yeah. So it's different. It's a little change up from your uh, from your <laughs> podcast name. Right, Sky's right. falling, and then we bring on the director morale. Absolutely. I just, I, I do remember when we when uh, <laughs> we tweeted it out. We tweeted out the episode after we had you on, and you quote tweeted the tweet and said something along the lines of like, "We're working on the name, but something, something, something." And all I could do is just laugh because it's like God, he would say something like that. But it was, I mean, we're, hey, we're you know what? It's your podcast. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Right, it's your, right. It's your podcast. Right. Well, I, I just like to say that we. When, like, for instance, the Bears have done this a lot to us, this especially the last three yeah. weeks, we 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 do the recap shows and we just it's very down, it's very depressing. But you know, when we have our highs, we we're very excited about it. And then yeah. you know, we just try it. We we try to be middle ground as much as we can, but it's it's it, it can be tough. So, well, but, dude, I, I mean, honestly, I I'm I'm a Bears fan, but I'm I'm never gonna pretend like I'm this diehard Bears fan that mm-hmm. like buckles up for every single Sunday and for you guys to do football shows. I mean, that is what football talk is. You struggle with whatever the result is of the game. And then you kind of like mull over. You're like, Oh man, you got to get back up. (laughs) You got to get back up and and you go over every single aspect of the team every single week. And then you kind of talk yourself into whatever's going to happen on Sunday bears and four, whatever it is. And then we'll see if you get let down or not. I mean, that's tough. I I don't know if I could, I don't, and it's why I say it. I don't, I think trying to direct morale for a football team is actually impossible. You'd have to be like the 2000, whatever eight uh, Patriots. Is that the year they went undefeated until the Super Bowl? Something like Something that. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you, you get what I'm saying. It's like, it's so hard because you mm-hmm. want your team to do well and you just talk about it all week and then uh, you figure out what happens and then you do it all over again. It's tough. I, I would say if like, I, I know you, you tweet stuff about the bears and then you'll retweet the the comments. So they'll be like, Dom, are you going to be the, the, the director of morale for the bears? And I'll sometimes I can say he's like how how it's literally impossible to impossible. To, to have morale for the Bears because the Bears are the Bears. It's and so hard. It's, it's so tough, hard. dude. It's tough, dude. I I mean I could talk like again. I'm not I'm not the I I'm not saying I really know what I'm watching with football. Like I'm not like an X's and O's guy. Like right. I understand the game, but. I just think as from a layman's term, someone who's not absolutely totally dialed in, I think when it comes to the Bears, like you made one of the biggest mistakes in NFL, maybe professional sports history. So whatever happens going forward, you should kind of expect uh, to reap the 
the the struggles that come with it. So yeah. th- you're not I wrong, hate, man. I hate to make it that simple, but that's kind of what it is. It, if the it, Cubs, it, if the Cubs had drafted Mark Appel and they weren't able to draft, <laughs> they made all these mistakes. Yeah. We continue to hit ourselves over the head with why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? When the end goal or the 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 main reality is that you made the biggest mistake in draft history, probably within the last twenty five years. Yep. Yeah, no, you're so, not wrong, man. I hate to say it like yeah. that, but it's the truth. It's <laughs> no, yeah. You it was very on brand for this podcast, so thank you. Um yeah. but we, yeah. we despite that, we we do like to make fun of the Will Bonds and, and people like that too. So absolutely I, I think we love to we have we love to make fun of pretty much anyone. So we I at the end of the day, the podcast name is what it is, but I basically all I'm saying is I look forward to however you're whatever name you come up with and uh, however you get that going. Cause I think especially on Cubs Twitter, people would love to hear it. And uh, I think people, cause I know you don't do the videos as much anymore. People would, no. would, would love to, you know, tune into that once a week or something like that. Even if it was like 30 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Uh, well, I appreciate your, we're, we're just talking this out kind of, kind of like a therapy session. <laughs> I'm helping you out. Honestly, man. I honestly, it's, um, to be frank with you, kind of what I mentioned earlier, but it's uh, it's also too just like coming up with the topics and like mm. how are you going to present yourself even at a time like this. I mean, yeah, you had the you had the Cy Young stuff, and granted, I have to I have to do a better job to really push myself towards that. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get it going. But again, thank you for. Uh, being my uh, psychiatrist during this time to, to figure out how I can get this going. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Absolutely. I, I'm going to let you go, Fred. Once again, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, totally. Thanks, Cody. I hope uh, all the success comes your way and congratulations on the podcast and followers, all those types of things. Congrats. And welcome back. Thanks to Dom. Dom Frager for coming on the Sky's Fine podcast. Uh, love that guy. Fucking love that guy. Um, let's talk some Bears. Um, these Chicago Bears, Sean. They have the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, first we're doing picks. I'm sorry. Picks, yeah. Picks, picks first. Update, update, update us with the, the record. Upset. We have an upset this week. Tommy pulled ahead uh, by <laughs> two games. Oh, no. 79 and 39 for Tommy in first now. I'm in second, 77 and 41, and you are in third, 73 and 45. I'm so behind. I, I keep, I'm too bold. Like I keep saying, I'm too bold. I've Dude, been too I, bold I, since I, week one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Falcons, man. It started with the Falcons. But... And then the Giants. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough scene. It's a tough scene. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm going to end up having to buy one of you two a fucking jersey. And that's fine. Whatever. You know, it is what it is. Whatever for the podcast, I'll do it. Who knows? Maybe Go I'll get for the hot. brand. Yeah, for the brand. Maybe, man. Maybe. Maybe there's still a lot of games left, man. <laughs> but I'll say, I lost. I went behind by three games last week. Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. I'm what's, so very what's, What were the the games that he beat you in? Um, he has it up right now. Let's see. You took. He had Atlanta. Ah. Uh, he had. Oh, he had Baltimore. Oh, uh, he had the Washington. Or no. He took the Giants, Wait, didn't he? I had Indy. I had Indy. You took. I, the got, Colts. I don't know. I got to double back on that one. <laughs> you took the Colt, or you took the the Washington Football Team. He took yes. the Giants, and 
Um, looks like you took Denver and he took yes. Atlanta. So you mentioned that. Yeah, I don't know. Indy is kind of sus on that. I'm not gonna lie. I gotta I gotta double back on that because I'm almost positive. You gotta go back, Baltimore. go back and listen to the live stream because yeah. I don't remember what you said. But I'm I'm I. That's another uh, thing is I'm taking Tommy's like like full on like you know trust full on trust. Yeah. No cheating. I I don't think he's cheating, but uh, you're questioning it, so you have to go I, back and listen. Yeah, you have to go back and watch yeah. that live stream. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get to the Bears. How in the hell did the Patriots win Monday night? That was the <laughs> okay. worst Monday night game ever. You guys gave me shit for taking the Jets to cover because yeah. you're like, it's the Jets. And I'm like, I <laughs> yep. got a good feeling. Renville, exactly the same thing, man. Yeah. When you see plus nine and a half against the Patriots, you take plus nine and a half against the Patriots. Yeah. Well, That's how, it was like, it's like they're both who could tank faster. I thought game. I don't remember what I said about that game. I do remember saying like Steelers by a billion, and then that game ended up being close. But I, I thought it was more so close because Big Ben got hurt. But I didn't watch that game. So you know what you know what happened in that Jets game? Uh, yeah, I watched the it. old Bears offensive coordinator started calling plays. Yeah, great transition. They, <laughs> they looked the Jets offense actually looked pretty good. Yeah, Joe Flacco was dropping dimes that game. He yeah, Joe Flacco did look pretty good. And the thing is, is they finally ha- they emphasize this a lot. They the Jets finally had some receivers that were not yeah. hurt. They were oh they're all healthy. That's right. Yeah, they had Perryman. They had Denzel Denzel, Denzel Mims. Mims or Mims. Wims or Mims. whatever. I don't fucking know his name. And then obviously they had Jameson Crowder. Yeah. Um, and then that, their run game got going too. I I don't. I mean, obviously they were the Jets in the end and fucking lost. Um, but I maybe I won't. I don't know. It's like the Patriots are just not very good, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe you're right. I should if I did say that you know Patriots gonna win by ten. I mean, I didn't bet it. I didn't. I didn't just slam it. I. But if I would have bet the Steelers, I probably would have slammed that cover against the Cowboys yeah. and then Garrett Gilbert just surprised all of us. But anyway. transition from that, if the Cowboys offense with Garrett Gilbert can look better than the Bears offense right now, that is yeah, very sad. It's something, man. It's something. What's, how are you feeling right now? How, how you am feeling I feeling about Chicago game? Bears? Uh, well, uh, if you're listening, it's Thursday. It's Wednesday. We're recording. Um, I really don't feel any better. All of Bears <laughs> Twitter is just, you know, Fire Nagy, saying all these things that we need it's, to do, and like it's a lot, of, a lot of polls about uh, is it more Nagy or is it more pace? Yeah, a lot of that, and like I get it, I get it. We got to talk about this stuff, but the thing is, is I hate talking about it. I hate talking about Ryan Pace and like, do we need to fire him or not? And I hate talking about is Matt Nagy like the all be of why the Bears offense can't do anything. Like I hate talking about it because like. We've seen in the past the Bears offense actually be competent. We've seen in the past Ryan Pace actually make good decisions. And like right now, everyone's just kind of like in the moment. And obviously in the moment, we've lost three in a row. Everything sucks. I get it. I totally get it. And I I feel like everything sucks. Like I just hate talking about it because it's like it doesn't make me feel any better. Like, do you feel any better venting about Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? Yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I would I, definitely. I would I honestly I I, definitely. I I honestly feel better when I talk about the Bears in terms of like when I want to vent, I'm venting about why in the world does our offensive line can't fucking block? Why 
Uh, are we not targeting Allen Robinson enough? Why are we not, you know, doing this and that? And I know a lot of it points back to Matt Nagy. But the thing <laughs> yeah. is, is the Bears aren't going to fire Matt Nagy in season. The Bears aren't going to do it. When was the last time they fired someone in season? And I'm assuming it was – I don't even know if Tressman was fired in season. No, he was done after. So it's just like, okay – yeah, we need to fire Matt Nagy, but they're not going to do that till the year, end of the year. What can we do to make the team better now? Obviously, we should probably let someone else call the plays. That, I think that's a first good start, but is that ever going to happen, Sean? It's if, if there's ever going to be a time, it's either going to be this week or the bye week. After the bye. When they flip it. Yeah. And it's like... If, if you're paying any any sort of attention to what's happening in sports media right now or around the Bears, that's exactly what they're talking about. It's like he's still giving that coach speak, but now it sounds almost like a desperation at this point. Mm. Uh, so if, if there is a time to have Bill Lazor call plays, it would be within the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. Uh, did you see, you know, I, I kind of mentioned, uh, last week, Dan Orvlowski and uh, Rex Ryan. I put them, I think I put them in my shadow realm or some <laughs> shit, but he was actually speaking facts on get up this week. At least I, I agreed with him more. So did you happen to see any of I those did. video I, clips? I will say, I, I say every time we mention his name, I like Dan Orlovsky mm-hmm. for the most part, but I, I, I don't know what he said. I'm trying to find it. I was going to play it real quick, um, but I don't know if I favored it or liked it. Um, what was Twitter. it about? He was just talking. He was basically blaming the Matt Nagy for everything. Oh, I found it. Here, you want to hear it? Let's hear it. All right. Being a teacher. It's a very important for everyone to understand. There's a big difference between being a coach and being a teacher. A coach that cannot teach is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to build relationships with their players is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to communicate with their players is a failure. A coach that cannot adapt or change their scheme to the type of talent that they have is a failure. And right now, Matt Nagy in Chicago is a failure. He can't do any of that stuff in Chicago. Stop. This is the offense that you wanted to run. This is the offense that you wanted to run from Kansas City. It's not working. You don't know how to adjust to the talent that you have. I said it all the time on Chicago radio last year. Fit your offense to Mitchell Trubisky. Well, you didn't want to. So you went and got Nick Foles. And now you don't have an offense that will work for Nick Foles. This is like a marriage. When you try to change your spouse to exactly what you want, it's going to end up bad. And you're trying to change all your players to exactly what you want. He went with the marriage. Yeah. It's honestly a great analogy. And now this is headed for divorce. Matt Nagy as a coach in the NFL is a failure because he can't teach. Yeah. Okay. On that, back when Matt Nagy was first hired, and he said it over and over and over and over again, was that he brought in teachers. Mm -hmm. He brought in good teachers. That was his move. (laughs) Quote, unquote. And it's really, he's really getting exposed for not. He's right. Because you can agree too. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I hated about that that video was the graphic that they had up saying that the Bears started 3-0. and Oh, with Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. With Mitch whenever. Basically, Mitch won two games and then Nick Mm -hmm. Foles saved his ass in that game Mm -hmm. against Atlanta. 
but whatever. And that's the thing. Like, that's why, like, I saw another clip with Rex Ryan, and he once again said the Bears started three and zero with Mitch Trubisky. He's like, dude, did you watch all it's three just, of those? They're games? reading. They're reading. They're reading a sheet, man. Yeah, that's exactly. It. That's it's all the most annoying thing. That, that is what it is. I'm not trying to get off topic, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, and here's to, to Dan Orlovsky's point. To as a counterpoint, playing devil's advocate, they started this whole season doing the opposite of what he's, he likes to do. Mm-hmm. But once Nick Foles took over, now it reverted right back to what he wanted to do before, and it's still not working. Yeah. I just... I and thought it, the, I thought Matt Nagy's a better coach than this. Like, if you told me after the 2018 season that things would come to this, I would laugh at you. Well, I think, I think the big discrepancy here, I think he's a good coach. But I like I, I mentioned it before too. I think he's overloaded right now. Mm. He can't manage the team and being an offensive coordinator, calling plays at the same time. And the thing is, like you, you see it when you watch the TV. When you when you're watching the game, every time they show him, he's head he's his head is dug into the playbook. Yep, trying to figure out the next series. He's not actually watching the game. You're right. And this is the thing too. If he has no feel for how to call plays when he needs to call the plays. It's like he he's he schemes it all the drive before. We're gonna do this A through Z, all in order, and that's how it's gonna be. It's not okay, well, we need to call a screen right now. Okay, well, they're they're pressing us here. Let's do this. And the thing is, the line can't hold up to what he what he wants to do and what theoretically in a football mind could beat whatever he's seeing on the field. Mm-hmm. But he's not calling the right plays at the right time. Right. Sure, I'm sure in the back of his mind he knows, and that's why he's calling these plays. But it doesn't fit the game. Mm-hmm. He has no feel for the game right now, and that's what I think he's being exposed for. Yeah. Yeah. I. You. Yeah. I think you hit it right on the right on the the target there, man. Like he just doesn't. He's not. He's not feeling. He's not right. He's not there with like. He's right on the sideline watching what's happening, but he doesn't know what to do after. And you kind of said on the recap show like he, you know, first drives are scripted, and then after that, it's just kind of up in the air. And I think I feel like you got to be more prepared than that, right? You no. Know? Um, and you have to prepare your players more too, right? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really seem like, yeah, it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of a discipline to your point, mm-hmm. and b it's it's almost like it's lethargic almost, right? You know, it's it's not even it's it's not really like there's a ton of effort there, right? And I don't know if especially at the line level, you know, it's communication, yeah. right? I mean, with Rashad Coward, mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. doing your job, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I the the shitty thing is too that is that he's not going to tell people if he gives up plays, if he gives up play calling. Yeah, he said it himself. If Bill Lazor ends up calling plays, we're going to have no idea. Yeah, unless he says it, we're going to have no idea. Yeah, or so who do you credit? <laughs> well, what do you would you would you see him saying? Yeah, I start like say we get to the end of the year, they never said anything. What if they say? What if he says and like is it? Post game, like or not post game, but like exit interview or whatever, you know. I I, doubt I it. let Bill call the plays after I the buy or some shit like that. I doubt it. And <laughs> here's the thing: like, I don't know if just to say, I, I I think about it all the time. I don't know if it's ego or if he's trying to be a team player. I think because what because well because here's the counterpoint, right? If 
Bill Lazor ends up calling plays and it's even shittier than it is now. He doesn't want his offensive coordinator to take the blame for that. He wants to take the blame for it. Yeah. That's, that's another not thing. what it seems like right now. Right. That's another thing, too. That's just kind of like, what the fuck? And, you know. It's, it's just that McCaskey, like, mm-hmm. that McCaskey mentality of we're not going to say shit all season. Yep. Because it, it's some sort of strategy. Exactly. And it's, it's like, like dude, if you were good not. enough, you wouldn't need it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I say it again, so many teams, they, you know, you can blame injuries, you can blame this or that, but so many mm-hmm. teams have still been able to compete and be good years and years with, with all that. That said, most of those teams have really, 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 really good quarterbacks, but yeah, that'll do it. At the same time, even the bad, like we've seen so many bad offensive teams from the Chicago Bears throughout our entire lives, but most of those teams, they could all run the ball. And right. this Bears team can't even do that. They can't, can't even run the You can't put unable to run the ball and the Chicago Bears in the same sentence for most of our lives. You couldn't say that. They always had a good running back. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. And I think David Montgomery's a good running back, but we're not putting him in the right positions to succeed. And hell, to his own talent himself, has been able to get more yards than what you would expect. We've seen it. If you watch the yeah. film, you could just see David Montgomery he just leads, picking up he, yards. I think he leads the league in broken tackles right now. I believe it. If he is, I, I, I believe it. Yeah. There's no, I have no doubt in my mind. So, with that but said, now he's concussed. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing who that. Who knows up. if he's gonna be playing next game? Uh, Ryan, Ryan all all scored his first touchdown <laughs> last game. I said it going into this year. Ryan Nall is going to get some playing time. He finally got it. He didn't look bad. Yeah. Granted, they were playing more prevent defense. Right. But he's, he's, he still looked decent. I mean, if you score a touchdown on the Bears, you're, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's, it's a rare <laughs> scene, but if you're going to get a lot of, yeah, you're going to get a lot of hype if you actually do it. So, you know, if, this is back. where if he's if he's out this week, this is when missing Tariq Cohen really hurts. Like yeah. it already and hurts. I, I and wonder, we've seen it, but I wonder if this is when they call up Lamar Miller. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Still, we've been waiting for the that. practice squad. I still? wonder if it's just a play um, playbook. Maybe he <sighs> hasn't really digested the playbook yet. Just hand it to him. Just put him. In, just tell. Just tell, run. Re, tell him you're running it down. <laughs> you're running it between the guards. Yeah, That's it. there you go. Am just, I running it outside or am I running? And it And then inside? just run That's out some flats. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. how hard can it be? It's a pass. Right. We're gonna dump it out. Right. You know, don't run any screen passes. None of that shit. Just you know, keep it simple. Oh God. Yeah. Keep it simple, man. I saw Allen Robinson. He you was in a contract. Will, the Will Smith gif. After the game, oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, classic Allen Robinson, man. I don't know. He's just—it's starting to look more and more like he's just not going to take a contract extension. Yeah, and I've I've heard a lot of franchise tag, mm-hmm. and then if they keep him on the franchise tag or they trade him away on the franchise tag and get some picks, maybe like a like a second, yeah, like a second round pick. It just sucks because he deserves to be on a team that's good. He really yeah. does. And it, like the he's Bears, st- he's still in his prime, right? The Bears got him like at, such, at such a steal of a contract because when they got him, they got him coming off the ACL injury, so they didn't really pay him that much at all. And then he's just been the best receiver the Bears have had since Brandon Marshall. And he just, you know, he, if he's not happy, it sucks because he's doing everything he can to help this team win. And it's not that I don't think the Bears would be in a good position without him, but I think they do have talent, but it's going to be hard to replace him at the same time. 
but that's, oh, yeah, the Bears like he attracts a lot of attention, mm. and he's such a team player too. Exactly, you know, he's not even the, like creating he's, a distraction. He's not loud. We had that one week after what was it week one or week two where you know he deleted all his shit off his social media, and I felt like Bears media just like hyped it up a lot, but he didn't say anything negative or anything like that. You know, well that's a, that's. That all happened because the talks came to a standstill. Right, right. That's kind of when it all came to a peak. I saw a tweet this week that said the you know the Bears and him have talks got back into talks about a contract extension. We'll see if it actually happens down the road, but I don't. At this point, I don't see it if, happening. If they could get Tariq Cohen done that early in the season, they could have gotten Allen Robinson done. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, until the off season. Yeah, same. Um. Any what about the injury report? I, I'm praying to God it's not nearly it. as, as I haven't even looked at it yet. Like if we can get Jason Spriggs back, he played well in that one game. He came in after uh, someone got hurt. Get Cody Whitehair back. At least we'll feel a little bit better about the and offensive I, line. Eric, they signed Eric Cush. It took all this time to realize. Oh, we need an interior. To be honest with you, I have no idea who that guy is. Do you, Dude, he's you know been on the Bears for like five years since John Fox came into. Really? In Chicago. Yep. <laughs> he's been there. He's been their replacement guard for like three years. So where was, bef- was here. where was he before then? Like this this year? Yeah. I don't think anyone. I think he was just a free agent. He was just a free agent? Okay. Yeah. But he's been on the Bears in the past. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did not. A bunch, of, a bunch of times. Bunch of times. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. My Again, uh, but that's <laughs> a testament to who he is. I, he's solid. Yeah. You know, I think he's I think he's better than he's way better than Rashad Coward. As long as you're replacing Rashad Coward with someone, man. That's it. Like I don't want to hate Rashad Coward, but it's hard not to. Like he's just not he's not getting it done, man. Not getting it done. I really I really hope he doesn't start next game. Yeah. I really Hopefully hope he get a little start. healthy, get healthy, and then I think I think it's all going to start with the offensive line. I mean, the offensive yep. line was suspect coming into the year, but we saw for like the first 6 games the offensive line wasn't the they problem. They were top. T- they were they were top ten the yeah. first three or four weeks. They were they weren't statistically. bad. But ever since the offensive line's gotten hurt, it's been bad, man. So yeah. we got to get that going. I haven't mentioned the Vikings. Dalvin Cook. He's looks oh like the best God. running back in the league this year, by far. The Vikings are kind of like on a little bit of a hot streak. What they beat the Packers two weeks ago, and then they beat the Lions this past week. Um, I take that one with a little bit of grain of salt, but they did. They did like dem- they demolished them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lions Dalvin are the Cook Lions. had more than two hundred all-purpose yeah. yards. Yeah. See the thing. This, this is this I is think how he ran for like ten yards a carry on <sighs> average. Jesus, but this this is how the Bears are going to beat the Vikings, and this is like pretty simple stuff. Like I'm not the first person that's probably going to say this, but like if they just stop the run. Like to just have, just not even allow, like just allow half of what Dalvin Cook's been doing the last two weeks. Allow half of that, and you should win because that's going to force Kirk Cousins to have to actually try. We did it with Derrick Henry. We can do it with Dalvin Cook. Exactly. The offense needs to score points. That's yeah, it. but even and Minnesota's defense is not good. Right, and when Kirk Cousins is forced to have to make throws. Like in prime time, in prime time on Monday night, you could just bank a pick six or a fumble six. This, that, dude, maybe we see Eddie Jackson's another maybe. Eddie. He got one earlier this year, right? Yeah, but it got called back. Oh, that's right. That's right. So maybe it's Kirk the first Cousins one. on Monday Night Football. He is zero and nine. Is there a uh, 
Is there a prop bet for Kirk Cousins to throw a pick six? I'm not sure yet. I would like to. I would like to make it's, it's a Monday night game, so those prop bets probably haven't came out yet. But um I mean, I think that's I mean, that's it. We gotta make Kirk Cousins have to actually throw the ball more than 15 times and cut the yards that Dalvin Cook's getting, you know, in half. And we got a chance to win this game. We got to score points. Can't can't know like we gotta limit our three and outs. Yes, like third I, down conversion. I said this like two weeks like ago. Like five for 19 or something right. like that. I, or I five said, for 13. Oh, God. You're, you're making me my eyes bleed. Um, <laughs> or my ears bleed. Whatever you want. Everything's bleeding. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Everything's uh, bleeding. But like after, like after the Saints game, that game was so heartbreaking, we, the way that we lost and everything. But the Bears offense was able to move the ball. If they can get back to at least doing that and controlling the time of possession, we should win this game easily. Because that Vikings team is not good. And I like I said, I know they beat the Packers. And I know they beat the Lions. You can cancel the Lions out because they're the Lions. And the Packers, well, I really they just their defense is not very good. And they probably went into that game just like chalking it up as a W and and didn't take yeah, it seriously. Definitely. And then they realize, oh shit, we can't stop their best player. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he did what he could to bring them back and win, but it just wasn't enough. But the thing was is they were able to control the clock and they controlled time of possession in that game so if the bears can do that and keep dalvin cook off the field they should win this game easily and yeah. again kirk cousins is oh and nine on monday night football oh and nine if we uh, prime i said this on the recap show if we lose to kirk cousins in prime time if- and he gets his first monday night football win i'm canceling the season the season i'm i will I will beat you, Sean. I will join you. I will console the season if we go into the bye at five and five. I will console it. The tank is on. Join the party, man. If if join we the party. lose to Kirk Cousins, I'm canceling the season. That said, I don't think we're gonna lose to the Vikings. <laughs> I swear to God. I I will I'm gonna slam the Bears What's... money line. I'm gonna slam whatever the or the the under is. They're still and... underdogs, too. And I'm gonna There's slam a- them, I'm gonna slam the spread because they're gonna win on Monday night. I this is the last chance I'm giving them because if they can't beat Kirk Cousins, 0-9 Kirk Cousins on prime time, they deserve to just like just lay in their own shit for the next for the rest of the season and just stare at themselves in a mirror with a clown mask on, Mr. Rogers style. And what's just- What's the line from the Avengers from Hawkeye? Is like, don't do that. Don't give me hope. Is that the line? <laughs> I, the I, 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 it sounds that's, that's me close. right now. Yeah. Don't yeah. give me hope because I'm hope. I already I already can the season. So don't give me hope. <laughs> well, I, this is the week that I can for the season <laughs> if we don't beat the Vikings. That's the Vikings fair. that under Matt Nagy the Bears have dominated undefeated. Yeah. It didn't matter the who Lions the quarterback and the, was. and the Vikings. Yeah. It yeah. didn't matter who the quarterback was. So this is this is it. And we need this win because then we got Green Bay after the bye. I'd like to go in the bye six and four. Yep. I'm All with right. you, man. Okay. That's Bears. Got to get the frustration. Yeah. Out. With that said, next week's going to be... Oh, before before we move, to, move on to the Bulls, I want to mention, since the game is on Monday night, I'm going to live stream again on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, our Facebook page. Um, and this time this comes with a twist. I'm gonna do shots of Miller Light. Yes, for Aaron. 
if I shots did sh- of beer. Yeah, if I did shots like actual, you gotta you gotta let me finish the sentence first. Okay. Right, I'm Sorry. gonna do Sorry. shots of Miller Lite for every time the Bears have a negative yardage play or penalty. If I was doing that with like vodka or whiskey, I would yep. legit yeah. die. <laughs> Just based off what we've seen, I would legit die. So anytime the Bears lose yardage or get sacked or commit a penalty, I'm doing shots of Miller Lite. It's going to be a wild fucking scene if the Bears find a way to lose that game. So uh, go follow us on Twitch. Go follow us on social media everywhere. I'm going to, outside of Instagram, but still go follow us there. I'm going to be live streaming during the game, Sean. Uh, Tommy, if you're listening, you're more than happy to join in uh, and, and join the shot taking. Uh, you should do a, a shot every punt. Oh, yeah. The there you go. Of every punt as well. I'll do that because there's probably going to be a lot of them. No, uh, like a man, like a man shot. Oh, like an a actual liquor, shot? A liquor shot. Oh, my God. I will die. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'll consider that. I'll consider that. I'm going to think st- about it. I'm going to think about Put it. it I, got, I, I got like four days to think about it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. that's what I'm going to do. So come come join the stream uh, and ride. Uh, I'll have my I'll have my bets for the game, too. Uh, I'm sure. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Last time we had a lot of fun. Um, and even the time before that, when we actually won on prime time, we, uh, against the Buccaneers was fun. So with that said, let's move to basketball. The Chicago Bulls, Sean, the draft is next week. And yeah, the I, NBA, I can't believe he's already here, man. I know. But also the NBA officially announced that the season's starting on the 22nd of December, right before Christmas. So quite literally, Perfect. they're going to do the draft. And then barely a month later, they're going to start the season. Balls deep, man. Yeah, Balls it's going to be right wild to watch. And, they, and then like free agency is set to start like a week or two after the draft. Like so much shit is going to be happening. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bulls like manage free agency. Uh, but right now, I mean, we've talked about the draft in depth a little bit. I'm I, I'm at the point where if Lamelo's at four, I want Lamelo Ball. If he's not, uh, I like Isaac Okoro. Uh, I like. Denny, yeah, Denny. I like. I can't say his last name. I, I've, I keep wanting to say Avicii, but R.I.P. That's not. That's not how you say it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to try. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. Try. Killian Hayes is also a name that I like. Uh, but at number one, I want Lamelo Ball. I did. ESPN put out like their experts like mock draft, and they had Anthony Edwards sliding down at four. That was like the first mock draft that I've seen where Anthony Edwards was down at four. Um. But, I, I mean, if he's there, I'd take him. And then that gives you more leverage, I guess, if you wanted to trade Zach Levine because I think mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is more of a, you know, like a, a scorer, like type of Zach Levine player. So that's why I'm kind of like, all right, if he falls there, then I feel like the Bulls should take him because it's the best player available. But is it the type of player the Bulls need? <sighs> you got Zach Levine. I, I don't know. But... I don't know. I'm just excited. We're going to be live streaming. I think we're going to live. I haven't even talked to you and Tommy about this yet, but I think we're going to jump in the Zoom or the Skype live stream with the guys at Bulls on Tap and, okay. uh, you know, just watch the draft with those guys. And I might um, dabble for the first few picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least for the to the fourth pick. And then yeah. after that, we'll be done probably. Um, so, well, we'll discuss more of that, but the guys at Bulls on Tap, they've been covering the the draft this last couple of weeks pretty well. And uh, you know, I they they and among other people are really, really think that the Bulls are gonna try and get LaMelo. I saw Casey Johnson tweet something yesterday about how the Bulls might even trade up to get him if really? they feel need to. Um 
Yeah, man. I I think Lamelo would be a game changer. I think he's the bona, bona fide like superstar player. Like if the if one player is most likely to be a superstar player in this draft, I think it's him. Depending, like I think he mentioned the guy that the Bulls would trade would be Wendell Carter. How do you feel about that? For for what spot? One for not for their first pick. <laughs> maybe maybe to move up to one. Maybe it would make sense if if it was to move up to two because the Warriors need a big man. Yep. Um, and th- I'm assuming this is them thinking that if the Wolves aren't going to take. Lomelo. Um so I mean I don't know. But I don't, I don't think the Wolves have a bad starting rotation. They have talent. Like I've never understood why they can't consistently be winners cuz Cat is good like Carl Anthony Towns. Um He can't play defense though. That's true. And it, it did trade for D'Angelo Russell. And that's kind of why I didn't think that they're going to take Lomelo cuz they already got a point guard right. and that's and basically what Lomelo is is like a really tall point guard. Uh, like you're like a Ben Simmons type, except I think he can shoot a lot better. <laughs> Anyone can shoot better than Ben Simmons, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, man, I'm just I'm just so excited. I'm so excited for basketball to be back next month. I'm excited for the Bulls to be not not like a winning team. They're not gonna- I, like that's I'm not even saying the bar that high. Just <laughs> to be a competent team. Yeah. To like just to know like what they are and what they're doing, right? Like they're going to be a team that you want to sit down and watch every night. Yes, like yes, be competitive, right? And not I think just, Billy, not just pulling within a within a close game at the last like minute and a half. Yeah, or calling timeouts when you're down twenty <laughs> yeah. with thirty seconds to go. Come on, man. <laughs> do better. Yeah, yeah, do better. Do better than that. Yeah, I. Uh, it's just the 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 feeling around the Chicago Bulls right now is a lot better. And that's why I'm like, with this whole free agency thing, I mean, obviously the draft comes first. We got to figure out what's going to happen in the draft, who we're going to get. And then, like, after that, it's like, okay, what do we do in free agency? Mm-hmm. And the Bulls, in my opinion, need shooters. I was taught, I talked about it months ago. Like, I'd love to get Joe Harris. Um, he's like, he's like, a, he's a free agent. He's probably the best shooter on the market. I, I could be wrong about that, but he's one of the best shooters on the market. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, it's the thing is, is like the bulls can, they can do something and I'm not even asking them to like go out and, and sign a max player. I'm just asking for them to put together a competitive team. Let's what let's see what we got with the guys we have under a competent coach like Billy Donovan. And yes. then. And then if if we feel like we got a lot and we can go into next offseason and you know maybe sign a max player, that would be great. It would be absolutely yep. phenomenal. <laughs> I want to see what they do with Otto Porter too. Yeah, yeah. With that yeah. giant-ass contract. Yeah. Speaking of giant-ass contracts, uh, Chris Paul might be headed to the Suns. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. There's trade talk. I thought Devin Booker was was trying to trying to get out at one point. I think I saw that last week. The thing is, is the Suns they played really well in the bubble, so it's kind of like did. they have a good did team. They, did they go on like a nine zero run? They like to end didn't it? lose. Yeah, <laughs> they like didn't lose, and they just didn't. Their record was so bad that they couldn't sneak in. But yeah, I also saw that Russ wants out of Houston. Yeah, that's news today. That, that or did he only have one year? or Was it two years? I don't. It was don't one year because Chris Paul. Was traded to OKC. Oh, I thought you were talking about his contract. One, yeah, he was only in the Rockets he one year. Yeah, yeah, he I wants out see, already. I, I don't know if he wants out. There's just like some shit going on there. And Daryl Morey's not the GM there anymore, so I don't know what's going on there. But I don't. I wouldn't blame him if he did want to play there. No, why would anyone want to play with James Harden? The way yeah, that Rockets, Russell Westbrook, 
Pershams. Pershams. Rockets, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. Oh, okay. All right. That's it. I'd take him on the Bulls, I guess. Why not? I don't know what we got to trade him for, but I mean, I'd take him. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's kind of a polarizing player. Like people either love or hate him. I think he's a he's a he's a. Uh, I think it's, it's the triple double. It's yeah. the triple double stats. Right. He's a stat stuffer, but he doesn't mm-hmm. win. And he didn't win right. an OKC. People like always blame him for the reason KD wanted out. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about him as a player to give a, an opinion on it yet. Yeah, he's. I just, I just, I just know him for for padding those stats. <laughs> I he's a hard. He's a he he plays hard. He shows a lot of emotion, but maybe in the Eastern Conference he could carry a team like the Bulls to like a top, you know, like a top five or six seed. But he's also getting older. He's and he really hasn't learned from like his past mistakes. He does the same things in the playoffs like every year. He like he'll he'll have games where he'll have like ten turnovers and they're just like off boneheaded plays. And it's like, will you ever learn? Like. I don't know. And the thing is, is that the reason he's such a good player is because of just his just freak athleticism. Like people compare him and Derrick Rose in his prime to like like who that like people like always debate whether those two are, are like right, like the, who's the, dun- the dunkable points. Yeah. Yeah. People always compare like who who's better, the prime D Rose or Westbrook. I will always take D Rose over Westbrook. Um, but I don't know. With the way that the Bulls are right now. They they could use someone experienced like Westbrook, but I don't know if he would mesh well with the roster that they have. But, yep. but also, yep. I don't even know how much they would have to give up for him because I don't have his contract in front of me. I'm assuming if he wants out, everyone knows he wants out, then the Rockets really don't have any leverage. I mean, right? maybe they take Felicio. We just swap contracts. <laughs> <laughs> if only, man. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Oh, man. All right. Um, well, that's all I got. Like I said, next week we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of live streaming next week. So we got we got um, Bears Monday Night Football. We're gonna live stream during the draft with the guys at Bulls on Tap, and then uh, yeah, that's it. So I don't know when we're gonna record next week's full episode, but uh, that's that's something we'll figure. Yeah, out. Um, we'll we'll get it done. We'll figure it out. Um, so let's move on. Uh, I don't really have much to say, but Illinois lost again. Uh, they are now. Who did they play this past week? They played Minnesota, uh, and they did not win. <laughs> like I said, yeah, Minnesota's a good team, though. They are. They are coming off that loss against a not very good Maryland team, but Maryland's now won two in a row. Um, so maybe Maryland is actually good. Um, I don't know their Illinois schedule, but like I said, they're <laughs> they're sixth in the in the Big Ten West right now. They got Rutgers on Saturday. Rutgers has been kind of a, you know, a, a tough team. They beat Michigan State. Um, That's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird hearing that. Yeah, like I, I still don't think they're good, but I mean, I think this game might be a game that Illinois can win. But I also don't know all the players that are going to be back because of COVID and stuff. Like I just haven't paid that much attention. I'm being completely honest with you. I haven't paid that much attention to them. Um, I only mention them because Tommy is the Illinois football guy here. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like this season, especially with the Big Ten, it's kind of like a wash because they didn't even get a non-conference season. Um, there's no fans or whatever. I don't know. I'm just kind of like whatever. Like I'm at the point where it's like we're a basketball school because the Illinois basketball team 
is going to be great this year. And I'm going to get to that later in the show. But the football team, they're on three. They got the records this week. Whatever. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I just, I just, I'm whatever. Notre Dame's, or not Notre Dame, uh, Northwestern, three and no. That's kind of a surprise because they weren't very good last year. But, you know. Didn't they, they lost their quarterback too, right? I think so. Can't, I can't remember his name. I can't either. I know he's pretty, pretty decent. I just, I'm just kind of a whatever about, honestly, it's just about the entire college football season. It's been so wild. Like, no team, like Clemson lost Notre Dame. Uh, that was with their backup, though, right? Yeah, but their backup was really good. Like, no, like Clemson's going to be, they're going to be just fine after Tre- Trevor Lawrence leaves. I don't know if you watched that game. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> holy shit. That guy was, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's going to be good. Um, he's just a freshman, too. So, damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Notre Dame barely beat that guy. Clemson's going to be cranking out quarterbacks the next two decades. Yeah, basically. Uh, Shout out to Dabo Sweeney. He knows what he's doing. I wish we could get that uh, at Illinois, but man, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, want to move on to um, what's uh oh yeah, Bachelorette update. I kind of forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Bachelorette update. <laughs> I was I was prepared. All right, you ready? Ninety nine s- seconds. Ninety nine seconds, and I don't think I'm going to need all ninety nine seconds this week. Ooh, but we'll um, see. We'll see. Are we ready? Are we Very hitting? new are, man. All right. You're hitting play right now. All right. So last week we did the show. Uh, the Bachelorette was on Thursday and we recorded our last Wednesday. So I have two episodes to basically talk about. Basis of last week's episode, Claire got engaged to Dale. No one was surprised. Uh, I realized that Claire actually really sucks. Also, Dale used to play wide receiver for the Bears back in like 2014, a.k.a. he was a, like a practice squad player. Uh, so what's his last name? Dale Moss. He's not, I don't think he's related to Randy Moss, but that's his name. He played for the bears in like 2014 in a a classic bears fashion. He leaves the bears and does and succeeds so much more in his life after he leaves the bears. Um, anyway, they got engaged. It was kind of cringy. People wondered if they talked, uh, before they went onto the show. Uh, they cleared that up this week. They did like a bachelorette tell all when just them two, um, and they basically say that that didn't happen. Um, Tasha, she's been on past seasons. She is the new Bachelorette. They brought in four new people. One of them looks like fucking Jim Halpert. Makes me wonder why the fuck he's even there because he looks like fucking Jim Halpert. John Krasinski is one of the best looking men in the fucking world. Why do you need to go on a freaking dating show to find your future child's mom or sperm holder, whatever you want to call him? Uh, so yeah, I, it's all just kind of wild. It's the wildest season of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, Tasha's the new Bachelorette. So far, I like her. That's all I got. 10 seconds early. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. That, it, Has this happened before? Has this, like, nah, mid, usually mid-season swap? No, no, no. Like, oh, mid-season no. Bachelorette It's never swap? happened before, man. That's so weird. It's so 2020. I can't they just picked up. They're like, oh, we got another one on deck. Let's roll well, The thing roll is, it. is, like, the people who go on the show, like, they, like, sign a contract that says uh, you have to participate in at least one thing related to the show in the future if you like don't win like if oh you, really yeah yeah so like in the summer like last summer they have like bachelor in paradise um and that's just full of a bunch of former contestants uh and they go on to gotcha. this they go to like mexico or some shit hang out on a beach for like two months and it's a big giant orgy except just with couples 
but none of them are coupling together. They're just, you know, trying to find love, as they say. so weird, man. It's the most shocking season of The Bachelorette. Shout out to the to my power my electric company. Our power went out like six or seven times last night while trying to watch because the fucking like I don't know where dude that storm the storm was last night was something. insane. Yeah, we had to like start the show over so many times. Thank God we recorded it. We were I didn't watch it until after like it was over live. But yeah, man, it was a it was a wild show. Um, I'm, 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 oh yeah, and I forgot I forgot to mention one guy ended up leaving because he like claimed that he was falling in love with Claire even though he only knew her for like three weeks. But you know whatever. When you know, you know, man. When you know, you know. I guess that's what Claire said with Dale. They just locked eyes and like bang bang, skeet skeet. There it is. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on uh, to cool and tough. Sean, what's cool what was, and tough this week, man? What was Tommy's cool and tough? Uh, Jerry. Oh uh, yeah, Jerry. Cool Jerry just just Jerry being Jerry. That's that's his. Just this is cool and tough. Like anti cool and tough. <laughs> um, just Jerry being Jerry's is cool and tough. <laughs> this. So I have I have vaccines. Oh, as cool and tough this oh, week. Yes, yes. Uh, two, not one, but two companies are close to patenting a vaccine. Not close, mm-hmm. but came out in the news. Mm-hmm. And the press saying that they're in progress and looking good so far. <laughs> so that's that's exciting. It man. is exciting. Do you buy into any of like the conspiracy since it's only been like six days since the election or a week? A hundred. Yeah, I I do. Do you? Okay. I so I actually looked. I can't remember. Maybe my brother sent me like the a tweet to it, but then I actually looked it up. Mm-hmm. Pfizer donated a lot of money to the Joe Biden campaign. Oh. So, I mean, <sighs> if you follow the money, then it makes a lot of sense. I'm you a little, pull this up. I'm a little you know, surprised. Like, people who listen. Yeah. I, I'm i a little surprised because, like, all the big businesses like that and companies, like, you'd think that they were, like, people supporting of Donald Trump. I don't know. There's got to be something. There's, I don't, there's some unknown reason I, in there somewhere. But. I don't fucking know. And I... This is not a political podcast, so I don't want to get into it. But like, I think I think there's I think there's cause. Yeah, I get. I mean, I I get it. I get ignoring ignoring all the conspiracies. It's a good sign for everyone across the country and in the world. Yeah, like it doesn't help anyone if you if you're just diving into it and thinking that this is like, you know, this is it. But you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. So my cool and tough. Like I kind of said earlier. My cool and tough, I or I, I referenced it. My cool and tough this week is once again Illinois basketball. They were ranked number eight in the top twenty-five AP poll. The first, well, the first time, first time they were put in the AP poll in a while, but the first time they were ranked in the top ten of the preseason AP poll since two thousand four, two thousand five, which is when they went to the national title game, played North Carolina, and were literally screwed out of a national championship. I will live and die, put on my fucking tombstone that that happened. Fuck UNC. Uh, But yeah, they were ranked number eight. uh, Wisconsin and Iowa ranked ahead of them. Whatever, I don't care. Illinois or the Big Ten still runs through Champaign. We'll we'll be saying it by the end of the year. I don't care what what they say in the preseason. I care what they say at the end of the year. The Big Ten runs through Champaign. Garrett from Iowa, suck it. Um, <laughs> Kofi Coburn and Io Dasuma were also named to the preseason All Big Ten team, and Io was named to the preseason All American team uh, for like national players. So, uh, Illinois basketball is looking very cool and tough. 
and literally like 15 days to the start of the season, fucking inject it all into my veins. We're almost there, man. We're almost there. Uh, Tommy's going to be on the bus with me. Sean, I encourage you I to jump be. on the bus. I will be. Okay. Because college basketball, it's going to get wild, especially with gambling. It's going to get wild on this podcast. So anyway. Can't wait. I can't wait. Um, all right. Uh, you want to move week? on to do you do you want to move on to layman week now? Yeah, yeah, you can go first. I'm 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 good. I have Alex Trebek. Mm. Yeah, uh, in my layman week. So like it's he's not layman week. Just the fact that he had to die. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he, he had to die. <laughs> exactly. It's layman week. We all yeah. It's sad. That's what we're saying. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's like growing up. My family's very into trivia. Mm. My mom's very into Jeopardy, so we always watched it growing up. And mm-hmm. it's cr- it's crazy because like my family would record Jeopardy mm-hmm. while we were at school and watch when we got back. Like that's that's what we did. And yeah, so it's, it's end of an era, man. It really is. Like, seriously, they so I what they have like twenty five shows left that he already pre recorded. So might as well enjoy those yeah, episodes yeah. Uh, while you can because it's gonna be interesting to see who they put in there because whoever they I put there's some there. random dude. Yeah, like whoever they put in there, no name. one's gonna like. No one. It's it's like an automatic. Like it's, he, a, it's a high he, standard. He already the whoever's coming in, if they already know, like they should already know that they're not gonna be liked right away. So it's gonna take a while at least gain some respect. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's a sad, sad fucking day. Um, when I with that, it's, it feels like in the last month we've had a lot of prominent names pass. Sean Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery was in there. Yeah, I can't remember. If, I don't know if there's anyone else, honestly. I oh, just, uh, what's his uh, Burt Reynolds? Wasn't he's yeah? Was he sounds ago? familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know. But just, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like just, just 2020. I feel like it's happening like every week. Like someone prominent dies, starting with Kobe. R.I.P. In peace. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my layman week are the blue check marks criticizing Notre Dame students for storming the field because of COVID, <laughs> but then but celebrating the crowds in the streets celebrating Joe Biden's win of the election. Um, it's I mean, it just screams hypocrisy. Um, and listen, I'm not here to tell you that, you know, who you voted, like if you voted for Biden, you're, you're better than the people who voted for Trump. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm here to tell you that this is the problem with the blue check marks. This is the problem, especially the political ones. There's this one guy. He always tweets out videos. It's like a th- they're always like a thread of videos of things that Donald Trump is saying. This guy did the same thing. I forgot his name. He he his caption to the the, the students at Notre Dame storming the field after they beat Clemson was something negative, but he said something positive about all the people in the streets outside the White House celebrating Biden's win. Like that, I mean, it's just a bad fucking look for these fucking blue check marks on Twitter. I tell you, like I wish it was easy to just get a blue check mark so we could all have blue check marks. But the ones who have it, a lot of them think that they are fucking above the like above everyone else. And this guy and anyone else, I mean, it was literally all over my Twitter timeline, was people like questioning like why the students at Notre Dame were doing this, but they're also celebrating all the fucking people, uh, you know, like t- tweeting out videos of people celebrating Biden winning. And once again, you can be happy that Biden won or be pissed that Trump lost or whatever, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I am so <laughs> glad you mentioned that. I am so glad. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to piggyback off what you said <laughs> into my shadow realm. 
and I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> different, same story, different con, different, different context. I have JB Pritzker in my shadow realm oh, okay. because he's because he's like you can. I don't care if you. I don't personally don't care if you go out and celebrate whatever. Uh-huh. But this dude's literally shutting down the entire state all over again, and yeah. he's out there in the in the streets of Chicago, yeah. acting like nothing's happening. It's like, I dude, saw like that you video. are you, yeah. So many like so many businesses are shut down permanently. Mm-hmm. So many places are closed down. So many people are losing their jobs mm-hmm. because he's being he's being so regimented. Mm-hmm. And either okay, either be regimented, stick to your point, stick to your guns. And when this when this whole thing started, mm-hmm. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Or if you if you weren't gonna do that and you're celebrating, I I I could give a sh- I could give. A I shit, saw honestly. one video on Twitter. It was JB Prisker just walking down the streets, like one random street, and all these people out in the streets celebrating. Yeah. I'm assuming celebrating yeah. Biden winning the election. Yeah, and he like everyone's out there wearing a mask, which at least they're all wearing masks. Is like just being out there whenever he's shutting down all these businesses and stuff. And it's just, but this dude's out there. Yeah, personally. Right. Exactly. Uh, middle finger to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I don't blame Every, you. dude. Everyone's everyone's like everyone's getting exposed right now. Yeah, they're they're getting exposed, but no one's thinking twice about it. Right, you're right, and it just pisses me off. I feel you. All right, uh, great transition. My shadow realm. I have two <laughs> shadow realms. Okay, one shadow realm. Three fourths of my high school gra- graduating class. One because once again, I keep logging into Facebook and it. Well, you said you so you're saying three quarters of your graduation yeah, class, three quarters are in the shadow realm. Yes, just because okay. they're all fucking idiots because they just keep posting on Facebook saying the dumbest fucking shit related to the election, and I'm just so fucking tired of it. Um, and it's not even because m- more than half of them support one party or the other. It's just so many fucking people saying so much fucking stupid shit that pisses me off. Um, and that's all I really say about that. My other shadow realm is the Texans for firing. Uh, Think her her, oh, her name yeah. is Amy Pal Palkick, um, because she, and according to Adam Schefter, it was because she wasn't a quote unquote cultural fit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just a few things on her. She apparently she's widely respected throughout like the PR media. Um. According, she won like a an, an award. Yeah, she won the Roselle Award in uh, 2017, uh, which is for best PR staff. Um, and she was the first woman to have a full PR responsibilities for an nfl team um so honestly it's just a bad look on the texans if it's quote unquote a cultural fit like what do you mean by that like what does that mean first off and then she sounds like she's very respected by lots of people doesn't make any sense why you're firing her if it's because of covid or some shit like that at least say that like, which I don't but know how why could, you like, would how, do that. How would, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even know why you would exactly. do that because she's like one of the lead people of your PR team. But like, like, what did she do that deserve that she deserved to get fired for? Calling it a cultural fit is kind of it's kind of a tough sus. One. Yeah, it's, it's sus. sus, dude. It goes back to what you were saying. Like, people are getting exposed, but no one's like saying no anything. One's, yeah, no one's thinking twice, man. Yeah. People are just it's like, weird. It's it. like it, it's one thing. There's there's always these two different types of reactions. Like mm-hmm. if people are up in arms, mm-hmm. like very prominent people are up in arms saying like she was a great person and a great worker. Mm-hmm. There's something sketchy going on, man. Right. There's got to be something sketchy. Right. Um. Oh, one more shadow. Room. So I guess I have three shadow rooms. All right. Uh, this random Twitter account today it appeared on my timeline, and I can't pronounce 
the like her at because it's just a bunch of random letters. It's it's supposed to see mean something, but I can't put it all together. Anyway, she tweets: Men with favorite sports teams are highly unattractive <laughs> to me. A man is supposed to dominate his field, conquer resources, ravage his opponents, and bring glory to his name and family. And here he is, watching and cheering on other men doing just that—a masculine cuckery. Bro, fuck her. All right, she's called like every single man in the entire country a cuck. Yes, basically, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck her uh, because. First off, there's so many families in the fucking world that like both the male and the female like to watch sports. And that's kind of like on her end, it's kind of sexist, too, because there's so many women who are like who get offended when people like, you know, when men ask women to like name like five players from this team and some women get offended by it because it's like, oh, you're only asking me that because I'm a woman. Um, Like that, the way that she's saying this is just kind of like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? What does she do? I don't know. I would like to know. What I she looked does at her first. account. She has over a thousand followers, and I'm just kind of like, how does this, how does this woman have over a thousand followers and tweeting shit like that, getting away with it? Um, I think that was that she got a bunch of followers after this tweet. I sure as hell hope not. It kind of went viral. She got a. There's over 1,200 quote tweets, 168 retweets, and 619 likes. Dude, maybe so maybe she's, she's just, getting maybe ratio. she's just. Yeah, maybe she's just one of those people that just wants to get ratioed. Yeah, for the for the popularity. Was she? Her tweet was quote tweeting someone else saying, "Not supporting your husband's football team is a form of cheating." I agree. I agree. <laughs> and that's when she tweeted that tweet. Men with favorite sport teams are highly unattractive. Me, get fucked. All right, um, dude. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I I I can't put us a. Uh, like a cohesive sentence together about that because it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, you're supposed to be dominating. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't have to dominate if I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, let me on, let me man. dominate on my own choices. All right, on my own time. All right, take that. Take that. Yeah. Is that what Cap? Yeah, is that's that what, what David Kaplan says. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag David Kaplan. Shout out to you, friend of the program. All right, let's. Uh, Let's get to our last Ooh. segment. Uh, Never Ooh. doubt parlay of the week. I'll start the first. All right, man. Because mine's only it. a five legger. Um. All right, so I'm gonna go. These are all NFL money line picks. All right. Okay. At plus eleven seventy two with the boost on points bet. Uh. So I'll start with Packers money line against the Jags at minus eight seventy five. So it's kind of like just the <laughs> gimme, like they like sure, the sure. gimme. Um, then I got Eagles money line against the Giants at minus 180. Then I'm doing the Dolphins minus 136 against the Chargers. Ooh, and then I'm that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, 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 it is gonna be a good game. Actually, looking forward to it. And then I got the Seahawks plus 105 against the Rams. And Seahawks aren't favored in that game. Nope. They're Damn. coming off a bad loss to the Bills. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and then, who know, also by Sunday, who knows? It might be different. But I already placed the bet, so uh, I took. I forgot. I did take one over. I got Bills Cardinals over fifty six. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I like that. I like because I think both teams can really put up a lot of points. It's gonna be interesting how the Bills defense plays against Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has been 
He's, he's been qu- that entire offense. Yeah, he's quietly. I feel like he he if the Cardinals were maybe a tad bit better, maybe had a couple more wins than they had, he would be right up defense. in. He'd be right up in the fucking MVP race because he's been putting up insane Dude, put numbers, like three hundred yards passing, hundred yards rushing. Yeah, one one rushing it's, touchdown at least, two for, passing touchdowns for every three game. weeks. The last three Cardinals games, I've bet the over on Kyler Kyler Murray uh, rushing yards, and it has hit all three times. I recommend doing it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta start looking into that. Yeah, so, I, have, I have him on my fantasy team, and he is. I have him too. Fire. He's literally been carrying my team. I got him super late this year too. No one picked him up. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. right, you ready for mine? Yep. Wait, what was it? What were your odds at? Ten, eleven, seventy-two, or something like that. Um, okay. Yeah, eleven seventy-two, five leg parlay, five bucks on it can win sixty-three dollars. Ooh. Okay, I have I I went all over unders this week. No, oh, okay. Um, I am at plus forty seven fifty five. <laughs> okay, okay. So I have Seahawks Rams over fifty five minus one ten. I have everything's minus one ten. Uh, I have Bucks at Panthers over fifty and a half. Panthers have been the Panthers have been keeping up with everybody. Yeah, yeah. surprisingly. Yeah. Well, uh, and now they have. Christian McCaffrey back too. He's out. Which, well, I know he got hurt, but it hasn't been. He's, he's confirmed. He's confirmed out. Schefter confirmed. Today. Oh, is he? Okay, yep. I didn't know that. He confirmed today. Uh, I dropped Mike Davis in my fantasy league two weeks ago. I, I didn't. I still have him. Let's go. You fucker. He's <laughs> he's starting this week. Uh, fun fact. There's some little fantasy advice there. Um, Bills at Cardinals. I took the over. Uh, Colts at Titans. I took the under forty eight and a half. Yeah, I like that too. Could be low scoring. Yeah. Texans at Browns. I we thought we were talking before that I didn't take anything in this game. I did. Uh, <laughs> I took the I took the over. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars at Packers. I took the over too at, at fifty. Yeah. So I put two bucks on it for a hundred, and I think it's I think it's gonna be legit. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. I like your I like the the Colts Titans under. I think that game is going to be similar to how the Bears Titans game went. Mm-hmm. Just like ugly for an entire half and then one team is just going to get hot in the third quarter or something yeah. and just score a couple and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Cuz as bad as the Titans defense is, the Colts offense isn't very good. Like I Philip Rivers is basically done. Unless they can get the if they can start running the ball better, maybe, but I don't know. Like they, Jonathan Taylor hasn't looked too hot, right? He's looked eh. He's looked very like They started bringing in the backup. Yeah, Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I picked him up in fantasy. Nice. Um Do you want to read off some of your golf picks? I was gonna say, let's let's do some masters. So I got I I've only made three picks. Um and you mentioned this in the intro, Sean. We waited till the very end to actually talk about it. So you you kept the people on I their know. toes. You kept the people on I their know. toes. I got to respect. Should I, read, should I read out my picks? I have several. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll read mine first since there are only okay. three of them. So All I got right. the I got Tiger Woods to finish in the top ten at plus three twenty five. I believe is what it was, and then I took um, Ricky Fowler at like plus four fifty to finish in the top ten, and then I picked Bubba Watson at plus three thousand to win it all. So. Plus three K. I'm sure I'm going to put more on, but I like those picks so far. At least to finish in the top ten, those like the odd. Just I think whoever the favorite is, the odds are at like plus seven hundred. 
Like you might as well just throw a couple bucks on that and see right. see if it hits. <laughs> that's that's the like mentality that I took. Right. It's like it's, it's just like it's smart betting. I feel if you, if you put enough money down on different people, you might win. <laughs> okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Um, okay. So I have Bryson DeChambeau finishing top five uh, for plus one eighty eight. Ooh. Um, I saw a tweet that said. People playing on this course, if you have a long drive, you're in good shape. So hopefully he carries through on that. Uh, I have Justin Thomas to win at plus 1,600. I put a few bucks on that. Uh, Tiger Woods top 10, you had you called that out. I also like that. <laughs> um, Dustin, I bet earlier Dustin Johnson to take top 10 plus 100. Justin Thomas plays top 10 too. So I doubled down on the JT, on the JT bets. Hopefully that pays off. Dude, I, I've never gambled on golf before, so this is going to be fun. Just being able, like, I, I, I don't it's watch. It's be a slow burn. I don't watch a PGA. Like, I, I'm not, I'm, you've golfed with me. I suck. I've never gotten into <laughs> golf. Reason being is I'm broke because you don't I'm, know the golf golf etiquette. Yeah, and I don't know golf etiquette. And like I said, the reason being is I'm poor and not I don't have money. And golf is expensive fucking sport. So did you did you at least see that miracle shot? I did see that video. Uh, was it that John was, Rom? That, is that I, how you say? I, yeah, something Rom, like that. But like R A H M. Yeah, R A H M. M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did uh, see that. That, that has insane. to be the greatest shot of all time. It has to be. Yeah, I agree. It has to be one of the greatest. Skip across the water, <laughs> roll all the way from front to the back of the green, and go directly. I wonder if he tried to do that. Did did you? Did he? There's did no anyone way. ask him if he tried to do that? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. sure. I'm sure they did. I, I, you can't try to do that, can you? I, uh, Probably. <laughs> if you're that good, like if you're on the PGA, like you have to be that good. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, did he try to do that? I don't I know. I was never like skipping across the water. Yeah. All us rookies out here are hitting over the water. <laughs> skip across the water. Right. Yeah, completely. All right. Well, Sean, we made it to the finish line, man. Um, hope you have a good rest of your week. Um, before we head out of here, I want to remind everyone to head on over to ontapsportsnet.com to get all your Chicago sports needs. Uh, we got some big news coming out next week. Probably, will obviously, if you when you hear it, it'll be probably on probably Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Whenever we record our Bears recap oh, the show. Post game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big news there. We'll announce it then, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, we'll do our pregame live stream 11 a.m. Uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, do our little picks as we've done the last nine weeks. And then, uh, yeah, I want to invite everyone to head on over to uh, our social media. Go follow us on Twitter, at Pod on Instagram, at Pod. And follow us on Facebook too, Sky's Fine Podcasts. Uh, really, really easy to find. I, I can't emphasize it enough. So, um, if anything else, Sean, uh, go ahead and spit it out, and then uh, we can get out of here. <laughs> Honestly, like looking at these NFL picks, the pickums that we have going on, I'm a little depressed because <laughs> I had such a solid lead for like for like six weeks, <laughs> and then it all fell apart in one week. So that's great. You hate to see it, man. You hate to see it. All right, man. Uh, Tommy, if you're listening still, um, thanks for calling in. Uh, 
hope the rest of your week is a lot easier. Hope you win lots of money on the Masters because I know you're going to be gambling on it. Yes. And I hope uh, you, you you win some money after college football this weekend as well. Uh, so with that said, Sean, hit the fucking music. <gasps>